and welcome to another episode of American Nerds. This is episode 78, I believe. I'm just 78. I'm, I'm just, yeah, it's I'm 78. just banking on it right now. It's the one that comes after 77. Yeah, that's it. That's how numbers yeah. work. It is April 14th, 2021. I'm Raul Cruz. Sitting beside me in the virtual realm is our my co-host Victor Calvo. And Hi. this is Hi, a y'all. show where we talk about um all things the fixings all the fixings the, the, everything the in movies between. the the comics the animes the uh the, yeah all, all, all of that good stuff industry shindigs yeah like that, uh, yeah yeah like that tribe song mostly things we're interested in yeah you know? and and hey if you've been listening to if you've been listening this long to the podcast thanks, thanks. you know it really it really honestly let's give a little little little, little shout out to, to, to our supporters yeah, that have been there little, little golf clap little clap little, little clap Look, look up. Thank, th- thank you all for 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 trying uh for trying <laughs> for to keep us sane. Us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for trying with us exactly. You know, g- being patient with everything we've been doing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we got a lot of lot of good stuff coming to the show, and I'm uh, and I'm excited to to see where everything's been uh where everything's going. Uh, yeah. How are you, buddy? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. We're uh obviously it should it shouldn't be uh should be obvious by this point, but we're both pretty tired. Took a week yeah. off. We had it's two fifteen right now PM. Yeah, I'm pretty tired. I was watching uh, Attack on Titan, and I'm ignoring my responsibilities. But I gotta <laughs> get on that. Well, okay. So I was ignoring my responsibilities yesterday as well. But here's the problem: I've been lacking a lot of sleep, so I can't really, you know, it's it, it's been hard for me to manage my time when, you know, I have like five other big class projects like two weeks before we graduate. College. Oh yeah, dude. Next week, I'm next week. I'm just like back to back filming uh, different shorts yeah. for for school and uh, and doing just like a little extra knick knack things and that needs to get done. You yeah, know, like we're recording on a Wednesday shit. right now, and I was technically I was supposed to have a day off from school, but I had the I, I was bombarded with like two other requests from professors to you know for for my uh, assistance in a in a couple of projects and then wait I forgot like, yeah we skipped an episode. What? We skipped an episode. Hi guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been a week. Yeah. <laughs> it's been an extra week since uh, than regularly. Yeah. But yeah. We're even more yeah. tired than before. No, no, yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's tough. Uh, especially now this now especially since like for both of us the semester is like coming up to an end. Yeah. Everything is just stacking up on, on on top of each other. Not just school, but just like other things, you know, that go, you know, in conjunction with school. And like obviously, you know, we we want to keep we want to keep uh, as consistent with the podcast as possible, but you know, it's it's uh, you know, life makes it tough, yeah. but whatever. You you, you get by. Look, you know, I'd say give so it a couple more give it a couple more weeks until we're free. From yeah, from, well, from an education. less, well, 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 uh, a tad bit more free, <laughs> a tad bit more free, yeah, yeah, um, still, still gonna be busy, yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll it's never not. To, well, we should have a more consistent schedule, you know, by hopefully, having episodes weekly, and then maybe a couple of surprise ones as well. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, hopefully, we'll but see, uh, let's start off whatever, with whatever trailers. Comes our way. We missed a yeah, couple sure. from this week, but here's a here's one that just dropped today that yeah. I feel like obviously we'd have to talk about because it's we just, just saw so it right now. Silly. <laughs> we literally just saw it right now, ten minutes ago. Uh, it's fucking stupid. It's the uh, it's the F nine trailer. Yeah, Fast and Furious nine. Uh, Guess the, who's uh, back? The nine. ninth, uh, <laughs> the ninth movie in the Fast and Furious franchise. Saga. Can you believe like that's a so- thing? Yeah, sir, sorry. It is Saga. It's the Fast. Yeah, saga. saga. You're right. No, Epic. I'm epic, sorry. Yes. Epic. Yeah, you know. Can you imagine watching all those movies in one sitting? You you would have to be dead inside. <laughs> like like. <laughs> Your 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 brain would actually end up like uh like in those anti drug commercials like a fried egg. Yeah, that's what they're watching that much Fast and Furious. To, like I, I to be honest, I don't even want to fucking talk about this shit because it's literally just John Cena and like Dominic Toretto fighting. Yeah, like, but it looks really funny. I'll say that I hate these fu- dumb fucking movies to me. That little tail like, whip at the end. That little yeah. tail whip at the end with the with the truck. 
That was cool. The, okay, uh, that was that. That looked cool. Looked like the Dark magnet Knight sequence. For a little bit. The magnet yeah. sequence, cool in concept, but technically people should be dead. Oh, everybody. <laughs> yeah, there, out of there, them. You, there's a moment where you see a family or just a couple of people inside of a building, just like what, they were eating something, or I don't know, they were like hot dogs or something. I don't yeah, know. eating a hot dog, and then like a bunch of metal shit just gets pulled aside from them but yet none of it no shrapnel no debris hits them exactly at all. if not if not like if not they like a huge fridge or something why not like little bits of sh- little pieces of shrapnel yeah you know <laughs> can you imagine if Zack snyder directed a fast and furious movie it would be probably the most realistic take on that franchise you, know? <laughs> you cast of, you, you'd of a, cast batista you you'd you'd cast ca- ba- yeah you'd cast batista but it would be like a giant magnet and then it would be not only batista's like decrepit, like destroyed body, you know, going through a building, but also like a bunch of shrapnel and metal hitting a bunch of other people because of course it would be. And then Ben Affleck's <laughs> looking on the side like really angry. <laughs> we didn't put this in the docket, but there's also the Army of the Dead, Army of the Dead trailer that came out like yesterday. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, we, I mean, we didn't even put it in the docket, but it's might as well like just mention it. That happened. I didn't. I didn't watch it. I haven't it's, watched it either. It's like, it's, look, man, it's, it's a heist. It's a heist zombie movie. Yeah, it's That's a heist it zombie movie, and there's a tiger. And yeah, yeah, Zombie get, Tiger. It's, it's zombie Tiger. It's Vegas. Like, look, man, uh, we like Zack Snyder's Justice League, but I could give a, I could give it an extra week. Do to, we like, talk about it later? <laughs> Do we? You know, I could wait yeah, a little longer to talk about that more. But yeah, more Zack Snyder. Um, yeah, Loki. But yeah, this looks like an actual cartoon, and you know, I'll give them that. At least they know it's a cartoon. Oh wait, F nine or Loki? Oh wait, no, my bad. I didn't know. <laughs> oh. I didn't hear you say Loki. I was talking about F nine yeah. for a second. <laughs> yeah, they're finally going to space, and then there's that. Okay, there's this yeah. one. There's this one moment that I found really funny. They're duct taping their fucking uh, suits. On. They're like hazmat suits. Yeah, like like, like if that will save them. <laughs> yeah, from the vastness and emptiness of space. In reality, it would be like that scene from Ad Astro where they're kind of just like where Brad Pitt's like burning to a crisp. As he's like falling down, like, it would be the same for Tyrese and and. Uh, Do you think like at the end of Fast and Furious Nine, Tyrese and Ludacris they end up in space like Tony at the end of Avengers? No, you want to. And oh. and and that's the that's where it continues for Fast Ten. They have to get him back. Back from space. Oh no. Back from space. What I think. A race in space. Mm, a race in space. <laughs> a race in space. There wouldn't even be gravity. <laughs> but. I'm I'm thinking, cause fuck it, who cares at this point? Like they're not even they're stranded in space, but only one of them is human. Tyrese is a scroll, and he kidnapped Ludacris, and it was all part of their plan for aliens to invade Earth with their big cars. <laughs> it's a dumb fucking. I can't wait to like. Can we talk about Logan Pile in this movie? Yeah, there's not that much to say, <laughs> but I will say um, this though. I, oh. I I was watching a podcast that picked this up and I completely it went over my head completely. Most of the scenes that you see, at least in this trailer and you know from the other trailers as well, they mimic the same color scheme as you know individual Infinity Stones. Like yeah. the one in the future with the with the broken Avengers Tower and what may or may not be Black Widow. You know it, that's like colored purplish, which is that's supposed to be what the Soul Stone. The mindset? Uh, it's something like that. Yeah, I think so. The, yeah. the stone stone. Give a stone, take a stone. Take a, yeah. Uh, give a soul, take a soul. Yeah. Type of thing. Something like that. And then there's there's like some scenes that are colored like completely red and then green, or like they like they they their primary color of the scenes are like you know dimly lit with red and green and blue and 
I'm thinking yeah, it refl- myself. It reflects something. Yeah. It reflects like different parts of it. I mean, remember, this is also like an alternative version of Loki. So like in other in other worlds, like there's still like these stones still exist. And like, you know, mm-hmm. Steve at the end of Infinity War, I mean, sorry, at the end of Endgame, he, you know, put them all back. So I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like Steve Rogers kind of like just stumbling across Loki. Probably through while, archive while going footage, through all I feel. that. I don't, I don't know if they really want to bring him back or if he really wants to go back. Uh, to, to it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, like if he's not going to show up in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I wouldn't. I would be surprised if he shows up in that in Loki instead. I, yeah. I, I was, I noticed. I, I mentioned. I wanted to mention that earlier because I just realized it, it goes back to that plot point that uh, that the Ancient One brought up in Endgame. Whereas if you take one stone from the timeline, it take it turns into a completely different timeline. So the series, I I think. It's basically going to be because Loki has the cosmic cube, which is an infinity stone. It's in itself. He it's it's basically Loki going into different timelines and fixing things that were you know created by the stones. I mean, this is technically like the real like this is like the real the first, multiverse type of thing. Yeah, the yeah. the first real like introduction to 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 a multiverse that's not some bullshit that you know we've been fed before. <laughs> Which I mean, and like to be honest, like I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of what happens in in Loki is gonna affect what happens maybe in Doctor Strange or you know involving something maybe with Wanda. Uh, like, I you know, I wouldn't even. Be there surprised. could be ripples. Yeah. There could be ripples in, in the future for 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 the universe. I, I I wanted to add to that. I wouldn't be surprised if it also leads into what if, even though I kept thinking in my head yeah. that that's not a, really a canon series, but. I mean, like, it, I, technically I, I it is. That, it technically is, but like, I don't know if you saw the marketing uh, promotional materials that I sent you on, on uh, yeah, on Guardians of the Universe, something like yeah, that. Guardians of the Multiverse and all that stuff. Yeah, Guardians I feel like something like that could probably factor into whatever is going to happen in Spider-Man Three or Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, and maybe Loki sets that up in a like subtle or not very obvious way. The thing with what if is that like it's pretty easy to explain away the existence of that, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, like and like you know they they literally could just you know half-assed mention in an interview. Yeah, yeah, it's just a different multiverse thing. Whatever, it's never gonna affect anything, uh, you know, going forward. So do you think Owen Wilson's Mephisto though? Mephisto. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were serious for like half a second there. I'm like, wait. <laughs> it's like wow, I'm Mephisto. That's you how know, it's, um, that, that's how it'll be. <laughs> before moving on from Loki, um. Uh, I was rewatching clips from Spirit of Vengeance. Ghost you know, Rider. The good, the good Ghost Rider movie. The gr- <laughs> sorry, sorry. Wait, let me let, let me rephrase myself. The Ghost Rider movie. The, the great Ghost Rider movie. <laughs> Greatest. Okay. Yeah. You really think yeah. No. Die again. <laughs> Sir, um, fucking. Uh, Sirian Han. Sirian Han. Yeah, he plays Mephisto. Yeah, he's Mephisto. That's crazy. In that movie. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Well, I, like, I, I, I did, but like, Sam I didn't Elliott, realize it was Mephisto. Yeah. yeah, I kept thinking Sam Elliott was Mephisto from the original one, but the thing is, I don't really care to revisit that original Ghost Rider movie. So I'm just, I, I remember in in Spirit of Vengeance, like, yeah, Saren Hans is Mephisto, but for some reason, I also thought Sam Elliott was as well. I think he's his dad in that first Spirit movie. of Vengeance. It's such a criminally underrated movie. Yeah. Neville Dean and Taylor are, are two of like. My favorite directors. Is that, well, they're they they're, they're great. They they really are. Like the first two Crank movies are so good, and this they're and, and, so class. They're classics. Yeah, and Spirit of Vengeance <laughs> is basically a Crank movie, but with Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah. No, and like sure, the like some of the effects don't hold up as well. Like there's some bad C, like not CG, but bad green screen sometimes. But fuck, man, those chase sequences 
with like the insane fucking design of Ghost Rider mm-hmm. with the charred fucking skull, the burnt up leather jacket, dude. It's great. Uh, it's great. And then Nick Cage actually doing mocap. Yeah. So you could actually tell it's him doing him doing fucking crazy faces. It makes me it makes me sad because that movie gets shat on a lot still to this day. It does. But I think it does. there's still there's some like there's some bright spots. Like even Idris Elba in that movie is actually pretty fun. He's, he's just, really fun. He's just a drunk priest. He's like an alcoholic priest that just loves wine. <laughs> it's just what saves what saves that movie like from being terrible is Neville Dean and Taylor's insistence on ter- on being completely like almost fourth wall breaking in like it's in, in its approach with the character because you know it's ridiculous yeah it's all ridiculous you know a fucking fucking uh, uh johnny blaze is pissing out fucking flamethrower uh, flamethrower like it's it, it's fucking like whatever who cares just make it fun and like it's, it's, a, it's a great movie yeah i don't know that's I a mean, movie i want to watch again in, in conclusion loki's looks good though loki looks good Loki looks yeah. good what, when's loki's that good. june uh Sure. Looks like we're going to take a little bit of a break after Falcon and the yeah. Soldier because we're like, what, yeah, two yeah, episodes we are, we are. left, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, are we? Fuck. Yeah, we're six on episodes. episodes. Goddamn. Last episode was pretty good, by the way. It was good. <laughs> that was it was pretty good. good. It was good. I was very happy with what I saw. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll... we'll We'll do like a whole re- review on the entire show when when that's uh, when that's done, yeah. done with. It's been really good so far. I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> uh, uh... Mainstream... Yeah. Did you see the trailer mainstream. for Mainstream? Giacobo's I did not. Movie? I did not. <laughs> Are you watching it now? I am pulling it up. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, I have been I have heard about this for, uh you know through you and like you know obviously through the show. Um, it's it's the it's the Giacobo uh starring Andrew Garfield, Alexa. Oh shit, Alexa Demay, uh, mm-hmm. Maya Hawke. Yeah, which Maya that's Hawk. always that's always great to see. And um, Casey Frey as uh, well. He's also in the so, movie. <laughs> is this like a internet culture type of movie? Yeah, or? like you're watching the trailer now, but it, it kind of it's it's pretty obvious what it's what it's about. It's it's kind of like like Maya Hawk and Andrew Garfield kind of want to get into you know ma- being a viral YouTube superstar, and it, it's kind of like this weird. At least from the trailer, it looks like this weird dark comedy about like Andrew Garfield kind of like losing his mind and his grip on reality as he becomes more and more famous. Oh, so like an Under the Silver Lake sequel? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it, like it, it's funny cuz I saw Under the Silver Lake last week and I watched this trailer and I'm like this could easily just be like a spiritual sequel to this. That movie holds up so good. Oh man, I love it. It's fantastic. I, it's I, I that's okay, that's what I was that's what I was working on this morning actually. I was I was working on a paper for um for Under the Silver Lake for work and Oh, there's a lot. No, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. But the thing that I, I picked up on the most, uh, the second re, uh, the second time around, was that, I mean, yeah, there's a there's an actual narrative in it. But when you think about the meta narrative of having someone like Andrew Garfield in there, playing a guy who does not know, like in that specific point in time, does not know what, uh, where he is at life, and it's kind of just like lost and trying to find meaning. Looking for a purpose. Yeah, like it's kind of, it's like, it's kind of like a weird meta narrative for you know what happened to him after he got fired of uh, for Spider Man because he because he, he broke up with uh, him and Emma Stone broke up and he he stopped acting for like a straight up for uh, for a year before he went I mean, on he, to this. I mean, like, and, and not only that, like the director, um, uh, the director of uh, Under the Silver Lake. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, David Robert he, Mitchell hasn't made a movie since. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, um David Robert Mitchell, he he wasn't shy at all about casting Andrew Garfield and his past work, you know, and like obviously that made it evident with like, you know, the, that whole little Spider-Man comic uh, uh little uh, visual gag. That's so Not funny. only that, like his his red t-shirt mm-hmm. constantly wearing that like wearing that around Hollywood as, as like 
almost like a vague reminder of what he lost, you know. And, oh, and people always asking him, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, how's your job? You got a new job? You know, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's all fine. It's all great. That you know, and, like, I don't want to get... And you never know what his job is, yeah, you know, I, it's great. I, I don't want to get into a lot of spoilers. I don't want to no, get no, into spoilers with yeah, this yeah. one, but, like, you know, that pivotal scene, the songwriter scene, you could read it Ugh. in that way, but when you think about it, if it sounds like a Sony executive telling him, like, your l- life is nothing now, <laughs> you know? And it makes you wonder why Under the Silver Lake was so uh, was so pushed back in its release. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> there, there's conspiracy theories everywhere about that movie. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, it makes sense, obviously. It's a movie about conspiracy theories, but... Yeah, but at the same time, it's a fascinating critique against them as well. Yeah. Because it's like, what's the real deal, you know? Like, is it worth it? But let's, do you think there's do yeah. you think there's a hidden code in that movie? Definitely. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Right? Definitely. Is. You look at the poster. There's a couple yeah. of clues in the poster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see like Andrew Garfield's face yeah. and <laughs> like Miss Saigon. It's fucking yeah. crazy. But yeah, mainstream. <laughs> we were supposed to talk about that. But um, yeah, it's all right. Looks cool. I don't know that much of Gia Coppola. I think it's like her second film as well. Coincidentally enough, you know, given the under silver lake ties. Yeah. So uh, that'll be interesting. You know, can't go super wrong with a Coppola. I don't know a Coppola that's made like a super super terrible film. Have you seen <laughs> the Trial of Francis the Third or whatever that one with Charlie Sheen is? I've heard of it. I heard it was okay, but also I heard it was bad, so I don't know. Sofia mm. Coppola is not too bad though. Is Gia? Uh, is Gia? That's Sophia. Okay, Sophia's niece. All right. Sophia's niece, who's also that's related to Jason Schwartzman. I don't know how far does that family go? Because it's huge. Isn't he related to them as well? Yeah, he is. I can't remember how. Nick Cage, Schwartzman. Oh, yeah, Nick Coppola. Uh, but then, like, I don't remember Jason. What's Jason? Mike Jones was a part of that family, too, for a while. Uh, wasn't he Wasn't he with Sofia Coppola for a minute? Yeah. Yeah, that's why, yeah. Lost, Lost in Transition yeah. and her are... Uh, They're, it's kind of like two different sides of that relationship. Yeah. It's kind of crazy watching those movies back to back. Yeah. It's like kind of pretty similar. <laughs> it it just sh- it it really shows you like goddamn people really are connected in a deeper way. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's <laughs> fuck damn it's fucked. bro. Fuck. I could have feelings. Whoa, <laughs> ain't movies wild? Yeah, All right, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, Yasuke, Yasuke. it's coming yeah. to Netflix this Yasuke. month. Is it this Yasuke. month? I thought it was Yasuke, but yeah, Yasuke. I, I mean, yeah, it's like Sasuke. Yeah, yeah. I figured it yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. like Sasuke. Yeah, is is it coming this month? The it's Probably. it's the new anime from Netflix Jail, produced by Studio Mappa, same people behind this latest season of Attack on Titan, which we'll definitely get into today. Mm. Um, follows the story, the true life story of the world's first black samurai or history's first black samurai in Yasuke, who was, uh, oh my God, there's a guy. There's like comes a, out the 29th in two weeks. Oh wow, super quick. Yeah, but stars Lakeith Stanfield. Music by Flying Lotus. There's a... He, Yasuke is related to a, a real-life samurai that I'm trying to remember his name. He's the basis for that for that book, um, for that manga that our, a buddy of ours has been recommending us recently that's never actually... It kind of finished, but it never actually had a proper conclusion. Vagabond. That's it. Oninaga? Mm, yes, o- yes, o- yes, 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 yes. I think yeah, it's, that's... Vagabond has been going on for a while. Well, I mean, it's it's never gonna go back. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, like the the creator like <laughs> had been going on for a while. It, it, it's really sad, actually. The creator was so distraught over like the violence and and uh, brutality that he was making 
that he had to step away and just not you know finish the story anymore there is a concrete there is an actual ending to the to the story that's been released through an art exhibit from a couple years ago but as we know currently he won't he doesn't want to go back to you know finish that story you know in a serialized fashion because of the violence when god this started when 1998 that's insane it's beautiful art that guy, oh yeah, that, it's one. It's one of the. It's one of the, the most gorgeous mangas ever ever drawn. I need to find his name right now, but I. I'll, I'll I got it, it right now. Inside. It's a, uh, the artist. You mean the artist? Yeah, the the guy behind uh, Vagabond. But yeah, like Yasuke. I remember first hearing about Yasuke, the name Yasuke, because he was apparently a real life, uh, not like yeah, a real life figure, but also a component in um, in that, in that story. Also, there was wasn't there a Chadwick Boseman Yasuke movie? In development a couple years ago, yeah. didn't we talk about that on the show? There was, yes, yeah. yes, there was. Um, obviously, you know that's a uh, that version of that film is going to continue forward. You know, considering yeah. Chadwick's death, I wouldn't be surprised if that. Yeah, but if that gets picked up, you know, later down in the future, because it's a really interesting story. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the the first black samurai, and not only that, fuck it. Look, he Stanfield sounds so cool in the role. He dude. sounds cool he in sounds... anything. That's the thing. But like, yeah, yeah but it's, the, it's but, but like, seeing him as a he samurai. has a very distinct voice. Mm-hmm. He has a very distinct voice. And just like hearing him like gruff it up and make it sound like as badass as it does, it, it, it's it's cool. I love it. Matches the character really well. I I like see. I want to see that like Lakeith Stanfield play more than just like the weird archetype. You know, <laughs> yeah, I get that the weird guard archetype. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's kind of not st- say it's bad. No, no, yeah. I know, but like he's kind yeah. of gotten away with it. He uh, away from it. There was that Judas movie, the, the photograph. Messiah. Oh, Judas, Judas and the Black Messiah. Messiah. Yeah, there was yeah. that movie, the photograph. This romantic romance movie, I think, with Issa Rae. Or someone else, I, I can't remember. I think I heard about... Yeah, I think... Didn't that flop? I heard it flop, but I heard it was good, actually. I heard the movie was good. But, like, it was... I, I, it caught my attention because it was a Keith Stanfield in a serious role. It's a, it's a, it, in a romance movie. And man, then, make that make that man John Constantine already, goddammit. That would be fun. <laughs> also, he's... He was fairly serious in Knives Out, also. Yeah, yeah. well, he well, he did play the weird type of role. A little bit. <laughs> literally. A little literally, bit. you know, like... He, but I also think it's just kind of like him, you know. In a, no, in a weird, yeah, no. That's just sense. like, yeah, yeah. That's just how he carries himself, and like that's that's what makes him so like what makes him like so uh, so uh, likable as an actor because yeah. he just has it. He carries himself a very specific way. Because you follow you know? him on Instagram, he's so funny. He's like super blunt. Oh yeah, when the, no, yeah, when he's the just... Judas and the Black Messiah nominee double nominees came up, and he's like, I don't know, man, this shit's confusing to me too. LMFAO. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for fucking Atlanta, dude. Oh yeah, next this year is it this fall? I know they've been filming. Know. Yeah, they're filming God, right I now. Hope. I don't know. Hopefully, I, I I wanted to come back, dude. That show is so fucking funny. But yeah, Yasuke looks fun. Yeah, I I sick. I'm excited to see that. Um, animation looks great obviously yeah honestly that's the other good thing about mappa we'll get into that later but like they know how to do cg well yeah they know how to do it cg well without making it stick out like a sore thumb. you know you're watching attack on titan you know <laughs> oh yeah no uh, that is that is the craziest <laughs> shift you know and i know yeah. that some people are super pissed about like that that transition but it's not horrible the cgi no, it's not in, at all. in that latest at least is not bad all right, what you know? We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. that. There's a lot to say about Tiger Time. I I binged all that shit, and I'm so well, not all of it, almost all of it, but it's great. I'm, I'm, so I'm loving it. I yeah, am, I'm, I'm loving it. I am so proud of you. I know it's so good. It's so good. Let's right. get on yeah. to news, though. That's it for trailers. Yeah, yeah. This is a bit. Of I, a called sad one. I called it. I called it. At what cost, man? Because it was a cool. That was the coolest project out of the bunch. 
for sure. Me. But um, yeah, Ava DuVernay's New Gods and James Wan's The Trench DC movies that were in development that we've reported on the show are uh, reportedly not moving forward at Warner Brothers. This is an exclusive piece from The Hollywood Reporter saying that, <laughs> um, quote, as part of our DC slate, some legacy development titles, including New Gods and The Trench, will not be mm, excuse me, moving forward. Warner Brothers and DC said in a statement, We thank our partners Ava DuVernay, Tom King, who was a co-writer on New Gods, yeah. James Wan and Peter Safran for their time and collaboration during this process and look forward to our continued partnership with them on other DC stories. The projects will remain in their skillful hands if they were to move forward in the future. Hmm. That's an interesting choice of phrase there. it makes me think it makes me think that uh that like they're definitely going to be using these characters in some variation in the future and it was mentioned uh before uh that probably well I, I, i'm not too sure if it's mentioned in this article but um how uh dark side's involvement in the snyder cut kind of heavily affected the uh the course of what new guys would end up being which is i i'm not so which is kind of weird because the movie's not supposed to be canon <laughs> So it's supposed to be canon too, but I guess also just like the maybe just like the uh, the push, like and especially now since we have like now there's a new fucking hashtag coming up, restore the Snyderverse. Oh god, which, don't get me started. Which like that's that's an entire movement that's gonna keep on happening for who knows how long. But you know, considering that kind of fan pushback that, that WB has been receiving, you know, I I assume there's going to be some type of course correction coming up, which honestly, the trench makes sense why they would cancel it because I don't even think, I never thought that was going to be something that they were going to continue with. I was, with. I was never excited for it anyway. Yeah, it's no, like, it's just, it's just a horror movie, but with like, you know, the, 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 yeah, with these monsters that you see for like yeah, five it's minutes just, in the Aquaman movie. Yeah, like, whatever, make a who sequel cares? out of them because there's a really good storyline involving the trench from the comics. Yeah, just uh, that that would have been better, but uh like no, sorry. That that what you just pitched right now would have been better than an entire fucking movie mm-hmm. uh based on just that. And obviously, you know, you know, New Gods, that's like since that's such a grand story and so and a big story in the DC like universe, mm-hmm. you know? Like I it, it's I wouldn't be surprised if if they're going to try and tackle this in a in a different variation. It's just, it just it makes me sad because like I I was I was excited for this I know Wrinkle in Time wasn't good but I like Ava DuVernay as a filmmaker and yeah she's okay I I, I would have <laughs> been curious to see Tom King you know you guys should watch Selma sto- yeah I mean you guys Selma's should watch great. Selma fucking Selma's so good if you know, if you guys never seen also it. Thirteenth it's, it's really good yeah Thirteenth great fantastic too fantastic documentary yeah, but, yeah you know Tom King. Uh, I would have. It would have been interesting to see him, you know, transition into a screenwriter because I, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I was curious to see what, you know, would come of that. Also, you know, New Gods has such a fascinating cast. Not only Dark Side, but you have Orion, you have, you know, Scott Free, you have uh, Mr. Miracle, you have Big Barda, Granny Goodness. I, dude, I would have fucking killed to see what, like, what they would have done with Mr. Miracle. Yeah, and and that's the that's the other problem I have with this too. That's the other reason why I'm kind of butthurt with this too. It's the it's the actual Eternals. This is the one. This is the more interesting Eternals that you know I actually wanted to see instead yeah. of you know the Eternals. Like I'm sure that movie will probably be good, you know, because I trust Chloe Zhao. But that concept, for me, from what I've read over the years, it's much more fascinating in New Gods because there's much more interesting meat in there. When it's like not only is it a father, like a story about gods, but it's about like you know father uh, fatherhood and mm-hmm. what and your identity actually is when you are. You know, placed in a situation where 
like this is this is a basic premise of new gods i don't know if they would do this for the movie but i assume so like when when mr miracle and orion were born orion is the son is the the birth son of dark side scott mm-hmm. free is the birth son of high father who is like if dark side is satan high father is god essentially yeah yeah, yeah. you know they're switched at birth they're swapped at birth to keep peace within the within the galaxy that was the uh th- that was also and the that uh, kind of the, story for me that was the premise also of uh, gods and monsters remember that yeah it was i just remembered yeah yeah, yeah. good movie was, great movie that was a good movie mexican superman you love to see it yeah <laughs> yeah that was a good one love it but yeah this is this is a shame i really wanted this one to come up but given their choice out of, of the free, ashes i hope a new movie <laughs> yeah i hope a new movie i hope a new gods movie does come out eventually yeah. yeah. Well, what comes out of the ashes now? Well, two <laughs> projects. We didn't mention. It's funny enough. It's not actually mentioned in this article, but there's an Hour Man movie in development, which is like, okay, what the cool. Fuck? Yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> like, Hour Man out of okay. everybody from the JSA, but okay. But the one that's more interesting is uh, there's a uh, there's a Satana movie in development with Emerald Fennel writing the script, uh, just coming off of Promising Young Woman. That's interesting cool. enough. <laughs> interesting enough. It's really interesting the, the the timing of this announcement because yeah, we got we got a confirmation of a Zatanna movie, and just a few weeks a few weeks ago, we we also got confirmation of who's playing who's playing Doctor Fate. So yeah, whatever whatever loose connection we're well not loose, there's a direct connection there, but whatever connection we can bleed off that will probably lead into something in the future. So well, I would assume you know, it would be just Zatanna being dark. yeah, yeah. Zatanna being the daughter of Doctor Fate. No, no. Wait, what are you yeah. talking about? Oh, sorry, sorry. Fuck. No. I mean, Zatanna. <laughs> Zatanna is the daughter of a of another magician that looks just like her, called Zatara. Okay, yeah. never mind. <laughs> or I think it's also named Zatanna. I don't remember. I remember this from Young Justice. That's the thing. Are you sure? Yeah, remember Young Justice. <laughs> he, 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 her dad's the Zatara. The there you go. Zatara. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But regardless, the connection—the connection is there between them, and like They're I, both I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Doctor Face and, and Satana um, um, come together. Yeah, they—they they, that they, this one's being produced by Bad Robot, so I wouldn't be surprised if this has this should have a connection to whatever they're gonna do with Justice League Dark. So mm-hmm. yeah, that sounds interesting. no. That's right. Satana becomes Doctor Fate. That's right. <laughs> In a storyline, I don't remember. Uh, Young Justice, I believe. In Young Justice. Yeah. Well, I mean, anybody can theoretically pick up the helmet and become Doctor yeah. Fate. So yeah, that that's what be it surprised. was. Yeah, 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 yeah. And miss the episode misplaced. Yeah. Mm. Boom. Yeah, but uh, that that's exciting. At least I don't know about Our Man. Honestly, why the fuck are you making Our Man movie? Just I mean, to be honest, new gods, dog. <laughs> I would have taken in New Gods. Why Our Man? <laughs> he does have a cool costume. He has a cool <laughs> costume, and like, yeah, his his thing is his power set is cool. He could stop time, but like. Yeah, so could the Flash technically. <laughs> Didn't they already do Our Man and like Star Girl? Yeah, he's a character in in that Star Girl TV show. He I stopped like watching after like five episodes. He looks like Zoro. Yeah, he does look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's DC. It from that one though. More updates. Yeah. The um, whatever the fuck DC's DC has no future. They have has a no future. clear future. Uh, sure. Yeah, they do. But like in terms of like anything unifying. Well, it's not certain yet. I would say I would say it like that. I don't think it's certain. Restore the restore the bat flick or whatever the fuck that new one is. That's another that's another hashtag. Uh, oh yeah, it's hashtag make the Batman movie, make the bat flick movie. It, is it that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean that'd be cool, but I don't, I don't know if they'll do it. Oh my god! 
What? We just got, uh, um, <laughs> I guess this is kind of breaking news, um, but there's a Toxic Avenger reboot coming out. Oh, shit. I've, I just read this right now. <laughs> yeah. Jacob Tremblay joins Peter Dinklage in director making, uh, making Blair's Toxic Avenger reboot. That's funny. That's fucking cool. That That's really fucking cool. To the ringer. Dude, why is Jacob Tramley always uh, always going to shit? <laughs> but bro, I mean, hey, I mean, the coolest part about uh, about this shit is the fact that Macon Blair is directing this. Oh yeah, but also it's like it's the Toxic Avenger, so it's 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 literally classic trauma. So we're gonna yeah. have like good old gratuity, you know, uh, in the screens again. But like having Jacob Tremblay in that is like, oh, that poor child. Does he know what he's getting into? <laughs> like, that's great. Well, how old is he now? Eight? I feel like he's oh, older, no. but like... Oh, no. He's way older. <laughs> I feel like he's older, yeah, but like... It, he's it probably like, like a he's, teenager now, dude. Like he's still a child to me. You know? Sure. He's 14 years old. That's so He's funny. a teenager. <laughs> Does he still look like a fucking child? I don't fucking know. Oh, I thought you had a picture lined up. That's why. Does he? Oh, my God. I don't know why, but I just found a random picture of Jacob Tremblay with Justin Bieber. All right, oh, let's man. get out of this. Let's exit out of that. Just a picture of Jacob Tremblay <laughs> with abs. <laughs> That's creepy. All right. Uh, more indie <laughs> He's a child to me. I can't see it anyway. I still see the boy from Room and uh, Bad Boys or Good Boys. Indie movies yeah. and stuff. More yeah. indie people are making big movies. Yeah. yeah Adam Wingard's uh, directing and co-writing alongside his longtime collaborator, Simon Barrett. A Thundercats movie. Oh, Adam Wingard's having a fucking field day right oh, now. Oh yeah, dude. Oh dude, he. Oh, that man is happy. Imagine go. Imagine making the Death Note movie and then somehow turning out successful. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. All I'm, right, no, I'm that's glad cool. he was able to bounce back with that. But yeah, that's a crazy one, honestly. And that has potential of being really good, but like it all depends how they look. It all depends on how. Uh, on how like the big like if, whether or not they do like prosthetic effects, makeup, or just like I hope they don't do really bad CG. Well, like yeah, cats in, CG. in the article here, it says it's a mixture of CG and and animation and light animation. Let me see. Hang on, I'm looking up. It's somewhere down this. When you start putting right fur on people, they start looking really weird, and they just gotta tread lightly, you know. It's a hybrid CGI film, is what they're pitching it as. So yeah, yeah it might just be like cats. <laughs> like I I I doubt it though, because. I, I trust Adam Wingard as a filmmaker. Like Godzilla vs. Kong, we'll get into that in a little bit too. I'm not gonna, it's not great, but like, I trust I, I like trust vision ish. I trust him as a blockbuster filmmaker. Well, I didn't for Death Note. <laughs> like Well, that wasn't a blockbuster. <laughs> it could have been. That, it could have been. No, that yeah. was not a blockbuster. I know, I know. That's as low budget as but still. Yeah, it's a low budget Lexus Netflix movie. Netflix that, that was never was never supposed to be a blockbuster. I know, but like you know it could have been. It had the potential. No, no. I feel like it could have no. had the potential. It's fucking Death Note. People would love no. Death Note if it had a good no. movie. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'd no. love a good Death Note movie. Well, yeah, well, yeah, obviously, I think so, but like, I, I, I don't think that ever had the potential of being like a big budget franchise, and no, nor did it ever need to be. It just had to be good, even and though, it wasn't. I, so, yeah, even though I'm reading down his uh, letterbox, and Death Note Two is still reportedly in development or still okay, a thing. yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't like, think it is. They either. probably have it for like tax reasons. I don't know. Probably. Like, can you imagine? Like, <laughs> like honestly, I feel like there's just some like some films just get announced for like tax write-offs. I think like wasn't like, that the case with no it wasn't a movie it was that Generator Rex show that's what I was talking oh, about oh shit Generator Rex that Gendy TV show right that like ended up that was a really good show season. yeah yeah that was a really good show never saw it never saw it's it it's really good you should watch it is that I think is it on HBO Max is it probably most likely should be yeah 
Um, but yeah, cool for him. I'm glad yeah. that it's with Simon Barrett because I like when they're together. I mean, mm-hmm. they're the same people behind your next and the guest. So maybe we'll get a violent Thundercats. <laughs> Simon Barrett was actually on uh, was actually on Red Letter Media. Oh really? Uh, when they when they reviewed uh, when they reviewed the guest um, uh, for Red Letter Media, uh, he was it, it was for uh, the review. Uh-huh. Um, uh, series and they just talked about uh, they just talked about like the making of the movie, like how like w- like his and Adam's like thought process and like how they approached it, and also there was like little <laughs> um fucking Jay like uh roast them roast him about making Death Note and it was really funny. That's funny. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Oh, it's so a great he wrote no, Death Note. Great review. I didn't know. Yeah, I think so. Oh. I believe so. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> did he? Did he? I I, I don't. I thought he. I thought it was written by that. that guy who did Shimmer Lake, and so, um, and one of the Cloverfield movies. That. That's why. You know, it's funny. You know who also was on Red Letter Media? <laughs> Max <What>? Landis. <laughs> yeah, that's not a that's 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 a that's not a video that aged well at all. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he he. Yeah, like he. I think he's like trying to have like his own like little YouTube career. I well, I mean, he's had his YouTube channel for years, but I saw some of his videos pop up recently. I'm like, no, fuck off. It's it's literally that meme of the of the child's cover, the chi- children's book cover. Oh, hey, it's this asshole again. It's like a fluffy bunny that's like smiling. <laughs> that's the title. <laughs> oh, it's this guy. Max Landis looks like he a jumped criminal? into a. Oh. <laughs> he looks like he jumped into a fucking like ass. Like Max Landis actually looks like the Joker. Yeah. Like Not deformities and all. He looks deformities and all. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I whoa, <laughs> whoa. whoa. <laughs> I don't think I don't think being called the Joker is it should ever be considered a compliment. Some people find it to be a compliment. <laughs> Those are people you should avoid. Exactly. Those are people you should avoid you with a ten foot pole. To the authorities. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's not good. Nice as the Joker. Yeah. Um, here's another one that's exciting. Kerry Fukunaga is directing Tokyo Ghost, a film adaptation Ooh. based off the Image comic from a couple years ago for Legendary Pictures. Uh, this is a story written by Rick Remender and art by Sean Patrick Murphy. It's set in the year 2089 when humanity has become fully addicted to technology as an escape from reality. It follows the story of peacekeepers Debbie Decay and Led Dent who work in the aisles of Los Angeles and are given a job that will take them to the last tech-free country on Earth, the Garden Nation of Tokyo. I read half of this book. I own the first volume. I never got to finish by yeah, like and me- finish the second. It's like a mega, like, uh, grunge, like... Uh, super cyberpunk. Like, uh, it very yeah, super inspired. Inspi- yeah, yeah. Inspired. That's fucking sick art. Yeah, super great art. Sean Patrick Murphy is awesome. He's a great mm-hmm. artist. But, like, th- this story in particular, I like... It's, it's you know, fairly simple. It's, it's you know, it's, it follows the same beat as, like, any old technology is bad, revert back to monkey, you know, tropes. Mm-hmm. But... I you know has some really good art had some really really graphic like graphic action oh yeah and you know on a visual level at least I feel like this is something right up Fukunaga's alley I, he will make this thing look pretty as fuck I'll give you that you know I I'm Remender Rick Remender is also credited as a as a writer for this so what was the last Kerry my, Fukunaga project No Time to Die which still hasn't come that's out right. yet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Remender. I, keep, I, 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 I keep like forgetting his work. He's, he's also he's written. A, he's also a co-writer stuff. on this. So you know, I have faith. But like the story's not great. But yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited about this because it's more Fukunaga, and I like the story on a visual level, at the very least. I don't know, man. I want to see Kerry Fukunaga do something 
I don't know. I just, I, I want to see Kerry Fukunaga uh, be be an auteur. I mean, he <laughs> is, but I'm uh, not saying more. Yeah, he I, is. I sure, you mean more original work. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever like, see that movie? Do you ever see that Maniac TV show? Or finish it? Yeah, it's good. It's it really is? good. Oh. I I liked it a lot. Um, I know he directed some episodes of The Alienist, that uh, apparently isn't horrible. Because that it, it TNT that show. That's yeah. like the Nick, but what if it's a murder mystery? Yeah. Yeah. I heard it was good. Yeah, too. I don't know. Like, I don't know, because like the thing with like Kerry Fukunaga, like to me at least, he just seems like such untapped potential. I think he like he can make he can make a fucking great film. Like, like, like a gr- I, I think he has it within himself to make something he really wants to make, you know? I, I, like, I thought you were going to go full Tony the Tiger for a second. I heard you go like, <laughs> great! <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, I don't know. I just, I, I, I just like, I kind of don't want to see him doing blockbuster work, you know? I get what you mean. Me but... personally, at least. But like, I think No Time to Die looks great, you know? Yeah. No, but... I, I, I'm, I'm of the same opinion, but I feel like, especially for somebody like Kerry Fukunaga, I would be very excited to see him do more franchise work because, you know, he implements his style. He has a very unique style that he can implement into a, a film very well. Like, if, if he were to make a Star Wars movie, I would be super fucking excited for that. I'd be so down. You know, a Kerry Fukunaga Star Wars movie. Yeah, because you know, at the very least, it's gonna look beautiful. You know, but at the same yeah. time, even though it's not, you know, the greatest thing ever, I would appreciate a a Beast of No Nation or a Maniac from him as well. You know, I'm a, I'm of two minds of it, honestly. I'm excited about this because it's it's not even like a big big thing. It's a small indie comic from a couple years ago, back from Image. But you know, People, they're I'm, just I'm trying to find they're, they're just trying to find the next big franchise. Yeah, kind of, but like, from what I read, the story is fairly. It's a mini series. There's no, there's no other series there. Uh, there's no like continuation after that first series. It, it's a fairly um, closed uh, story. Speaking of ignoring our responsibilities, Jordan Vog Roberts is to, is ignoring his. <laughs> Fucking hell! Is that is that how we're spinning it now? That's how I'm spinning he it. He needs to do Metal Gear before going into this Gundam. Yeah, movie. that's how I'm fucking spinning it. Hell yeah, I am. The well, fuck? okay. Here's the other thing. Um, wasn't Adam Adam Wingard's doing a face-off sequel? So like he he kind of deserves a little bit of the same flack as well. But at the same time, all right, but I don't, all right, but I care about Jordan. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but like realistically, in Hollywood, it it really just depends on which project gets you know greenlit faster. You remember, yeah. Andy Muschietti is technically directing that Attack on Titan movie for Warner Brothers. That is technically supposed to happen. Same with Vaughn Roberts does. and Metal Gear and now I hope Gundam. it never does. With- Especially where Attack on Titan is at this point. I hope they never touch that shit. But yeah, like oh. I, I, I have said it, but yeah, Jordan Vaughn Roberts is going to be doing the, the uh, a live action uh, Netflix uh, Gundam film. Yeah. Which is really fucking cool. You know who's writing this? Well, we talked mm. about it before, but Brian K. Vaughn is yeah. writing the script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's under the working title Gundam, all caps. And it'll stream exclusively on Netflix, except in China, where Legendary will distribute the film. Uh, no. It's gonna make a fucking killing in China. Holy oh, shit! Oh yeah, for sure. Oh dude, they're gonna. Oh, they're they're being. Su- I, I you hope. Know how much I hope. Money Godzilla vs Kong is making like not only just here, but like in China right now, worldwide. I hope Vogue <laughs> Roberts has the foresight to like negotiate wisely with his contract, like because <laughs> goddamn, they're gonna make so much money. <laughs> well, okay, I'm. I don't know why I don't feel so excited about this compared to like when he was actually confirmed to direct Metal Gear with Oscar Isaac as Snake. Maybe it's because I just don't watch a lot of Gundam, but you know, I it makes like there's a there's a part here in this IGN article that's really funny. 
Okay. For Vogue Roberts, who routinely tweets about various Gundam properties, it seems like an obvious choice to pick him. That, 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 that's a, that's, uh, that's, I paraphrase the sentence from that article. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, he's a big fan of Gundam. At the same time, you could play this as Metal Gear as well. But like, does that mean the movie will be good? No, <laughs> not at all. But, but keep in mind, this isn't a this is the franchise that's supposed to be focused on like a big robot shooting through the sky and fighting spaceships. It's supposed to be about a commentary on fascism and war. It's literally the meme I've been seeing over the past few days was that funny little thing of the arrow uh, with the word with the blurb that says "war is bad" going over a critic's uh, going over a cartoon character's head, and then being <laughs> like, "Wow, cool robot." <laughs> that's why a lot of people like Eva. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's exactly what Ava is. And then Gundam yeah. eventually, well, Gundam actually from the beginning and in more recent um, iterations, they've done it too. But that's what I'm worried about with this iteration of a Gundam movie. Like if you make a it Gundam movie in the, for the US for domestic audiences, is it going to be more like Pacific Rim or is it going to be more Gundam? You know? I think like with somebody like Jordan Vogt Roberts behind it, who like who, who like obviously has like a real passionate behind this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like that there's like a, a there, there's a a good opportunity to make something to, to to make something palatable. But like you know whatever whatever it ends up being, you know I don't think uh, I don't think it's gonna be uh, exactly what it what a uh, Gundam ever was, you know. I hope, gonna be, I hope for the. In the end of the day, it's, it'll yeah. probably be a loose interpretation. On, yeah. You know what we had before, Americanized. But you know, I hope that. I hope this. I hope if we we get this before Metal Gear, I hope this it teaches him what to do right with Metal Gear. You know, like. <laughs> but that's the thing. Also, like, what? How the fuck are you gonna tr- do Metal Gear? You know. <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing, Metal Gear yeah. as a video game is one thing. Metal Gear as a movie. Preferably one that is not five hours long is another thing. <laughs> Zack Schneider can make a Metal Gear movie? No! <laughs> no! <laughs> He'll miss all the beats. Uh, he miss everything. The soundtrack would be literally by the band Whitesnake. It would be, <laughs> it would be like slow motion Oscar Isaac blowing up bombs and like screaming into the camera like... It, like some action blurb, you know, it will be You're exactly caught. like Army of the Dead, but with more America in it, because <laughs> because Metal Gear is more America than it you is the, from the Japanese people who made it. <laughs> He's the kind of person to call Revolver Ocelot like a hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that I got that one finally. I never played the games, but I know, I I, I know <laughs> that I would Good. I would agree. <laughs> Here, I'm listening. Keep talking, but I'm listening. Just keep, just move on. Well, we're moving on to... Part six. I think the best... Fuck. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> killing Momentum Dead. The best fucking news of the week for me. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean, part six, as Victor said a minute ago, has been announced as the next TV anime for the franchise coming out sometime this year hopefully there hasn't been an official date for it but hey uh remember when we talked about that jojo event that was kind of leaked like six months ago that was scheduled for uh april 4th easter which kind of is kind of funny given the villain of part six yeah they finally did it they announced part six they did it okay during the Hang on. What's what's the name of this event? 
It was a it was a JoJo's Bizarre JoJo Adventure Con. like <laughs> Joe Star like Joe Stars of the Future or something like that or p- passing down the Joe Star Legacy event where they got all the people who played you know each JoJo from their respective parts and they welcomed the newcomer who um I the newcomer voice actress I Faro who's going to be playing Jolene Cujo the new you know JoJo the first female Can JoJo. I just say Can I just say Yeah um uh i got the entire ending spoiled for me yeah i'm sorry i i I figured that would probably happen if you were following jojo yeah i got the entire i got that entire ending spoiled for me and that's really fucking heartbreaking (laughs) (laughs) obviously you know why yeah (laughs) but and it got spoiled to me in the worst fucking way you know what it was literally i don't know too much of it but like tell me how you got spoiled no yeah 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 don't worry don't worry yeah but uh, my, uh, my friend, uh, screenshot the tweet that was, uh, Jojo is back, you know, parts, you know, part six, mm-hmm. like, fuck yeah, like, and the first reply on the tweet, the <laughs> first reply, in all caps! <laughs> was it the one, was it that one person that we both know? Huh? No, no, you don't know him. Oh, uh, okay, him. okay. No, 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 yeah, you don't know him. Because there was another, there was a mutual friend of ours who was tweeting some shit out about part six, and it's like, those are actual spoilers, why the fuck are you doing this? <laughs> but, yeah, part six, Stone Ocean, follows Jolene Cujo, who is the daughter of Jotaro Cujo. Yeah. And she goes uh, to prison for a crime that she didn't commit, set ten years after the events of Jojo part five. Oh, those Jojos. Yeah. This one's so much fun because it takes place in the Florida Everglades. The villain is the yeah, it's it's funny as fuck. The, the villain. Oh, that's great. Yeah, the villain is a I shit you not a, a homicidal insane priest man, who has some really really fun ties with the rest of the JoJo uh, canon, and then also obviously you know since she's, she's the daughter of Jolene, JoJo is gonna show up. And I don't know if you ever saw uh, Jotaro's outfit for part six, but it's a cool-ass outfit. I really like that outfit. Nice. It's like green, white, and with the same, like, little yellow of his, of his, you know, usual, the yellow lining Mm -hmm. of his old uh, costume. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they showed a teaser image for this. Jolene looks great. Uh, It's David Productions, I assume, behind this, because they've been doing every single adaptation thus far, and it looks great. Um, I for Rose, I don't know if you saw the video for this. But man, it was it was kind of it was pretty sweet. Uh, she was in she uh, she was on the panel when they announced her, and she told everybody that like she started voice acting because of JoJo. Oh yeah, because of the yeah, JoJo yeah. anime, and and she also started uh, uh she also started bodybuilding because of uh of uh Jolene there, not Jolene sorry um jo- yeah no yeah. Uh, because yeah, of yeah, JoJo Jolene. yeah yeah yeah. But, and there's also a really funny, I think her IMDb photo is a workout photo of her dressed up in Dio's gear from part three. Uh, but, you know, she wasn't, she was like, in, it was super sweet. She was like in tears, you know, because she never thought she would actually get this in her she, life. She's voice acting for Jojo. Yeah. Like, that's and, and it you arguably know? the character that she loves the most uh, from what she said in the, in the panel. So that's, that's really, that's really nice. There was also she also was a voice actress for I would have to ask my other more weeb friends about this but like there was a I think it's how heavy are your the dumbbells you lift there's like a there was a really funny uh workout anime that came out like a couple of years ago that she was a star of as well which you know she was getting I, I guess that's how she, you know she probably got uh picked up for this probably yeah also she is technically a JoJo reference 
Because her first name is, uh, she's named after uh, an Egyptian, she's half Japanese, half Egyptian. She's named after an Egyptian uh, musician. So, the like <laughs> the JoJo references are all folding in together already within the actual canon of the show. It's funny as hell. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait for part six, dude. It's one of the craziest parts of JoJo, and that's saying something. And... There is one I won't. Would spoil. be even better if I didn't know the ending. I know, I know, but I will say this. And I'm not going to spoil. At this, at this um, point, everything is just. <laughs> wait, wait, hang on. Let me ask you one thing. How far are you into the JoJo anime? I know it's been a while since you caught up. Part three. Part I'm three. Sure part okay, three. right. Yeah. You're watching it subbed, right? So you would get all the obvious musical references in the sub, right? Yeah. 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 If you think that was crazy, there is a stand in part six that people have labeled unofficially obviously as the copyright infringement apocalypse i've heard a a lot about this and i think we talked about it on the show it is insane yeah (laughs) yeah i i really hope they do it but i'm so worried about the dub when they get their hands on it because Mm -hmm. they're obviously gonna have to change it because legally it may not actually work Mm -hmm. oh man it's I don't want to spoil it, but it is insane when you when we get to it, and hopefully this year. I I would assume fo- the fall. I I would hope. Fingers crossed. But yeah, Judge of Part Six. Get ready for that. Next thing on the docket is a short one here, but Netflix has obtained the post VOD, uh, PVOD streaming rights for Sony's feature films beginning in twenty twenty two. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> this is a pretty good. De- like not deal but like this is a pretty good move for netflix since this is huge not not only netflix and sony because you know what are they going to do really release their movies on crackle no one's watching crackle disney but, plus but that's the other thing right yeah like you have disney plus where you know they're the home for all the exclusive disney movies including and, sony and, yeah and, <laughs> including I mean, including spider-man well, like i mean they, the spider-man movies technically <laughs> technically but no they're not on disney plus i don't believe i don't no, not. think so no so like and this deal, it, it begins in 2022, so like Far From Home... Wait, no, not Far From Home. What's the... Damn it! What's the one for this one? <laughs> for the third one? Uh, no Way Home. No Way Home and uh, Venom 2. They're not going to be a part of this deal, but you know, it says here like movies like Bullet Train, Morbius, uh, Uncharted, uh, Into the Spider-Verse 2, wherever the actual title is going to be. And franchise movies like Jumanji and Bad Boys, they're going to be a part of this deal where they'll... After their theatrical and um, uh, their theatrical and hang on, I'm looking here. After the theatrical and their like uh, physical rights, like when they were put on like digital stream, not digital streaming, like uh, digital purchase and Blu-ray and all that stuff. After that, Netflix will, you know, they have the first uh, chance to get those titles and put it on their service, which I think for Netflix to stand. To keep, you know, being relevant in the future when it comes to, like, franchise potential. Tagging on to, like, you know, the, the news about Gundam and um, something else that I re- I'm trying to remember here from earlier. This is a good get for them because this means more franchise stuff for for Netflix. That isn't which necessarily being a honest, Netflix original. Which, if we're being honest, is probably something that, like, Netflix has been needing yeah. for, for a while now. Because we haven't really seen a huge big blockbuster from the streaming from the streaming services besides like Godzilla versus King Kong even though even then that's like that technically doesn't even really count because that's just like you know original theatrical theatrical minded uh films you know being just 
put onto the streaming, you mm-hmm. know. And like also like everything that's going on with Sony in general, not just with like the uh, film production uh, and film distribution side of it, but you know everything going on with the video game uh, sides of it. Which this story kind of really perfectly leads into like the next one, yeah. In regards to uh, what how Sony is approaching. Uh, you know all their content like they have a big they have a big big emphasis on blockbusters that's been sony's thing for years and like that seems to be kind of like not only like not only is that the situation going on with like you know the playstation side of everything but like that also seems to be kind of the case with uh with uh the film side of it because we're being honest their first billion dollar movie was far from home yeah and that's something that's that i i'm sure that really that really like burns them a lot because they have still don't have a franchise they don't have a winning franchise yet and that's really like i guess what their goal is now you know and when you think about it on like, offerance yeah and when you think about it like sony pictures classics aside you know that's really all they kind of have from the movie side of it. They only have like yeah. franchises or stuff that's based off existing IP. And like, and we're being, and if we're being completely honest, only really one that like actually you know turns a profit. Well, Spider Man. Yeah. Well, Spider Man. Well, more so recently because more so know, recently. The, not anymore. I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> not, not, not like before. Amazing Spider Man was such a fucking like yeah sure we had the golden years of the Raimi trilogy, but goddamn the Amazing Spider Man movies really. Really fucked them up in terms of yeah, uh, that's, that's turning I'm, some kind of a profit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying there. Like they they hit a downward spiral with with that point in the franchise. But you know the more recent MCU um, stories have been and they needed Disney, they weight. needed Marvel, yeah, to, in order to really like like turn some kind of a profit. And they don't want that. They don't want that for the future. So. Also, it's it's just I, I I also think it's just for them as a company to survive. Like think about it there's so many fucking streaming services out there right now are, are they really going to put in the time and effort to invest in something that they already have like crackle or make their own streaming service where they would be doing the same thing here they could but realistically think about it's a niche example but think about something like wwe network that's not gonna like if, if it was already owned by hypothetically saying you know if it was already owned by nbc universal there would be no reason for that thing to exist you know, which is why that whole deal with them makes so much more sense for, you know, to, have, to just have that network be on Peacock because people are going to have Peacock and they're going to have the bigger, they're going to stick to the bigger streaming services that are going to have mostly everything or everything that they can handle under their, you know, legal windows and, and you know, discard the rest, discard the most niche things aside from like, you know, or like I, ultimately as as a as a giant as a general market that's just going to be the trajectory going forward so making a deal with netflix like this makes sense not only for netflix but also for sony in that regard uh, i i wonder what's going to happen with the obviously we wonder what the hell is going to happen with the spider-man franchise going forward personally i don't think sony i think sony will be like dead to their knees you know until they actually they would have to be like actually in on fire for them that you know take back those those spider-man rights i feel you know so i'm curious to see what kind of stuff at least from the spider-man side of it is gonna happen uh going forward the franchise stuff again it's a good deal for netflix because they kind of need that to stay relevant in the market because look the netflix originals are a good thing but think about this they don't have a star wars they don't have a, a an MCU anymore, at least. They don't have DC. They don't have a they DC. Don't have yeah, they Star don't. Star Trek. They don't have nothing. They no. don't have long-standing franchise titles. What do they have? Bright. 
<laughs> yeah, they are bright, you know, but they uh, again, they don't have long like existing franchise titles that would be at least in that sense of the of the of of this deal, their exclusive um their 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 exclusive home for. You know? It's crazy. It's crazy that Netflix has a better standing on their anime than they do their franchises. Yeah, but at the same time, okay, Netflix anime is such a weird double sword for me because I like the stuff that they provide, but at the same time, I hate the fact that we have to, like, so many of these titles have to be stuck in Netflix jail. There's no reason for, like, it, it, it makes me so annoyed when a show is already playing. Like, remember Carol and Tuesday, Wantanabe's, uh late last uh, TV show about the two so. girls who are, like, jazz magicians or, like, they wanted to start a so. band? That was already that's that was on like Netflix Japan for months. That was playing on on TV each ep- each new episode was coming out for months, and then I think like I almost a year later it finally dropped on Netflix in the U.S. and other markets. And it's like why would you just wait? Why wait? You know why can't we just have it at the same time? It makes no sense. Maybe it's because of dubbing, but then at the same time, don't you have the money for dubbing if you're like investing so much debt? <laughs> into buying so many anime titles and like other titles in general it's a weird it's a weird thing yeah i was uh, um arcada's got a really good video about netflix jail that i recommend to anybody who's interested in that yeah that's it for that no now on for more sony news yeah with the playstation yeah uh this comes from bloomberg this is a report from bloomberg uh the last of us is getting a next-gen remake um <laughs> at the same time a days gone sequel was rejected <laughs> by studio ben <laughs> why <laughs> yeah that, that's been the general reaction that's been the same the reaction i've had to this over the last couple of days it hasn't changed for me why the fuck are you going to remake last of us like there was already a remastered edition for the ps4 that can still be played on the ps5 i guess when they mean remake they also want to like you know re- like rewrite the story but why Last of Us Two wasn't or, as or, didn't meet expectations, or they're running out of, out of ideas. No, I, I don't. I don't believe they they didn't meet expectations. It was a fairly successful game. The controversy aside. Well, I'm talking. Well, I'm talking about. I'm talking about critically. No, it was still a critical darling. It was getting like tens across the board. It was yeah, mostly that, just but, the, the like the toxic fan reaction that was a big problem I mean, from that. I well, no, I well, no, I don't think it was a critical darling at all. Like, sure, I guess, I sure it's received tens and tens across the board, yeah. But like the fan, that fan reaction, yeah, I, that, the, that's the, the people I that actually play about. the game, that react, that that it critically, that's what I mean. That mm. was it's completely tarnished. Like, if anything, people fucking hated the Last of Us to, Part Two. Yeah, it, that's, like a, that's like a common opinion. Have you finished <laughs> it, by the way? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> not that it's bad. It's not a bad you just game. Had it's time. just like I haven't had time, yeah. and then like I and like you know, I'm gonna be honest, the game wasn't that great. Like you know, like it's not a bad game, mm-hmm. but like it's just it's harder. It's like it was ga- it was it, it was very repetitive, and very slow. And that's like, what know. I kept hearing too. Yeah, it's just very much the same old like Naughty Dog style of like sneaking and fighting. But yeah, but, but yeah, like you know, um, basically, like a, uh, there was a small team in the in, in interior of Sony that wanted to uh, uh, do the Last of Us remake, and they had their own uh, vision behind what they wanted to do. But eventually, that uh, the duties of that were going are going back to uh, Naughty, Naughty, Dog. Naughty Dog, which kind of to which to me seems like such a waste because I would you know I feel like Naughty Dog has the potential to make so many so, they have they have. I there, there's I bet you there's so many games that they could be making right now that isn't Last of Us or Uncharted related, you know. Jack and Daxter, 
just woke up from the coffin only for them to get sucker punched and knocked out and be placed back into the coffin you know like not only not only with their like any original ip that they're re- uh, working on but also like there's so many good franchise titles that they haven't touched in a long ass time specifically jack and daxter because i don't know why they haven't made a jack and daxter game in so long or why it just hasn't been made in in by anyone in sony in forever um yeah and, and this also comes off the heels of this is jason schreier reporting and yeah uh, this also come this is kind of not surprising given that a couple weeks ago they were started to dissolve their japan studio uh which was the same studio that was making they were a part of you know the creation of bloodborne but also making stuff like the last guardian and gravity rush and everybody's golf oh man gravity yeah. rush i want to play it <laughs> i played the demo for two and i'm like this is fucking cool yeah it's really fun yeah just the thing is, like, every time I would go on Amazon, it's like, oh, you could buy Gravity Rush 1 and 2 for $60. And I'm like, can I not? <laughs> can I wait? Uh, There's another quote from uh, Schreier's article. This fixation on teams that turn out hits is creating unrest across Sony's portfolio of game studios. Oregon-based Sony Ben, best known for Days Gone, the 2019 open-world action game, tried unsuccessfully to pitch a sequel that year. Uh, according to people unfamiliar with the propo- according to people familiar with the proposal, although the first team has been profitable, the first game had been profitable. Its development had gone length- lengthy, and critical reception was mixed. So a Days Gone two wasn't seen as a viable option. And you know, if we're if we're going off of this alone, I feel like I haven't played Days Gone, but I would rather have another franchise start than going back into the well of last of us a game that already looks fine on ps5 with the ps4 remaster again it's just maybe the, i just uh, don't get it like i get the tv shows coming out but like i think they're just jumping the they're just jumping it. the ship jumping the ship really hard uh, with the uh, with like the the whole video game remake trend that's been kind of happening within within the industry for a while, and like Last of Us just seems so unnecessary because you know it's not the game came the sequel came out last year like yeah you know and, like that game's not ten years old at this point is it when did it come out twenty thirteen yeah still not yeah that's like eight years so. old well. No, did it? Come was on. it 2013 or 2014? Yes, feel... 2013. Yeah, 2013. Yeah, it's like almost eight years old. Like, yeah. dude, fucking remake, remake Ape Escape. It just like... makes me wonder. <laughs> it just makes me wonder what like the goals of Sony are going forward, especially now with the PlayStation Five. Well, at least from this, it sounds like they're making yeah, like they're just handling more, uh, you know, bigger titles than indie stuff, really. You know, given the stuff with Japan and, and, you know, it's not confirmed that they're going to remake Last of Us. But, you know, I don't tr- I don't I I, 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 tend I don't to trust believe, them. <laughs> uh, J- I tend to believe Jason Schreier when he reports stuff like this. You know, it, and also, yeah, I, I also just don't want it. Like, there's no reason for a Last of Us remake to come out. Ape Escape has been dead. Jack and Daxter has been dead. There is no Bloodborne 2. You know, there at least for what we know of, you know, there's no, um, there's no game by Team Eco. There's no man. There's no Bloodborne two. Like, I still can't believe. Yeah, that. like there's no Days Gone two. It's we, been we this said. long. Yeah, it, it, it's a shame, man. It's kind of it. It really sucks, really. Uh, there's no, you know, there, there's a bunch of other franchises that they could work on and remake. Like, honestly, you know, gun to my head. Why the fuck are you doing the, the remake Metal Gear? <laughs> it's I know it's just a rumor. 
But that would be a more viable use of their time right now than... Not Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear. Oh, well, okay, that would be cool, too. But I was thinking I'd Metal prefer Gear. Metal Gear. I was thinking I, Metal I, Gear Solid. Oh, I, I think I'd prefer Metal Gear. That, I would love to see the first two Metal Gears remade. That would be one cool. Game. That would be cool. And it's just, you know, it, it makes more sense. Because you're taking something that's literally from the 8-bit era, putting it into next gen. That most people haven't played. Exactly! And like one of the, and considering it's one of the biggest franchises in video game history, I think that's something very viable that they could really capitalize on. Yeah, instead of like more polished graphics from the PlayStation Three era, which is still like at least for that game, not even bad graphics for the PS Three, and that's like late stage PS Three going into PS Four. Yeah, it's kind of <sighs> shitty, unnecessary. But yeah. whatever. This isn't what unnecessary, the last though. Happen? I, I don't. Well, okay. I don't know if this one is unnecessary, but it's definitely shocking. This is something we forgot about a couple weeks ago. But yeah, it's old news. But whatever, might as well bring it up. Sony bought Evo. <laughs> they they bought the Evolution Championship Series, the largest fighting game competition in the world. Huge, huge, insane. Um, yeah. I mean, as somebody who watches Evo, what do you think? Uh, it, it was just a shock to find like Sony of all companies to be the ones to actually like buy out Evo. I was under the impression that they would just, you know, they, they fired the monster, you know, from last <laughs> year after all that shit came, went down. And, you know, they, they said that they were going to come back next year and they were going to, you know, focus on a more safety, uh, safer environment. And how would, how would Sony's purchasing of Evo affect the future? of this uh, of this event because like you know obviously like not all these games are sony games well yeah that's already been that that, that's already been talked about so i mean the 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 big obvious one from this has been smash right because Mm -hmm. smash ultimate has been a well smash in general that franchise has been a common staple within you know evo every year uh i'm trying to find the name here it says it here off this kotaku article um that one of the one of the one of the organizers behind Evo went out on Twitter that same day, and they were like, "This doesn't affect games that aren't um, uh, on that that cannot be played on a PlayStation console." So yeah, you will get your Street Fighter Fives, your Dragon Ball Fighters, your you know, um, MK11s, and and stuff like that, and even your indie titles, hopefully. But that doesn't prevent a game like Smash or uh, Killer Instinct, for example. To you know, not be included into that pack because you know that what I feel like this is not only does it for me I I'm I'm trying to be optimistic about this you know because for me personally I I think it's pretty optimistic news for the future of Evo you have a you have a backer that is that has a lot of money and a lot of support in Sony that could you know really not legitimize because evo is legit but like really capitalize on the importance of something like evo and the games that they represent you know in that community yeah uh uh there's there was a statement put out by tom and tony cannon who are the co-founders of evo uh they plan to stay on as key advisors for the for how long um, will that last for that company i i hope for a while but the thing is they're also working on that riot game that league riot fighting game so who knows if they'll actually be like super super involved but you know i i'm i'm looking at it from an optimist um I, i'm 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 being optimistic about it because ultimately it's just a lot more money and a lot more support from you know sony 
from Sony's end to um, more money, more problems. Could be, could be, but like you know, it, it could be the also help out Evo. You know, during this time, the the current plan right now is that they are going to still do online this year in August, and they're going to do open tournaments for SF Five, Tekken Seven, Mortal Kombat Eleven, and Guilty Gear Strive, and it'll be broken up in regions for um, North America, Europe, Asia, and Latin America. An entry, uh, there's no entry fee. It's completely free. You could you could do it if you want. You could enter if you want. Um, obviously, why they chose those four makes a lot of sense. Like, why would Smash not be in there? Because Smash has really shitty netcode still. It's it's still bad. <laughs> you know, you can't really play a good match of Smash online you know, unless you have like the strongest Ethernet cable possible. But their netcode is just complete dog shit. So. You know, that's the reason for why that is what it is. And I'm... The only thing stopping Smash, I feel... Because this is... They've already they've already talked about it already. But they, I feel like the only thing that's stopping Smash from being an Evo in the future is Nintendo. They're the, they're the people who, I think, will have that final say. Into whether like they want it or much. not. Huh? It's not like that's changed much. Well, I mean, yeah. It's just... Like, if Smash doesn't end up on the lineup for the next physical Evo event, I I would... I wouldn't be surprised to, you know... No, I would... Um, I would most likely blame Nintendo for a scenario like that, unless something else comes up. But, yeah, that is... That's that's how I feel about it. I, I'm excited. You know, I just hope it doesn't ruin Evo. Yeah, like like you said, more money, more problems, but... I'm, I'm, I'm staying optimistic for right now. I can't say I'm optimistic about this one, though. Uh, E3 2021 announces dates, and it will be free to attend and entirely virtual. You should just have to let, let this shit die already. Yeah. It's Same just... with Comic-Con. Fuck them all. <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't mention that. Comic-Con's supposedly coming back in November during Thanksgiving weekend, because fuck yeah. your family. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Well, let it die already. <laughs> Well, it doesn't look like... Bring it back as a podcast. I don't know. <laughs> the, E3 po- the E3 podcast. No. Comic cast. Co- comic con cast. I don't know. The comic cook. The comic cook. The comic cook. Yeah. Comic cook. Oh, shit. We're going to get banned. Sorry. We're going to get banned. How are we getting banned? We're yeah, not on we're not is a bad yet. word. Yeah. Cook is a bad word. Yeah, yeah. But like, so is fuck. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It's like, uh, did I send you... Did you, did, you, did you see that thing I sent you? The Intel slur prevention system that they've been doing so funny how racist do you want to be dude today? that's so fucking hilarious <laughs> the, the, the best part about it is n-word like, yes no no it's on and off it's the n-word oh, filter okay. on and off but the descriptor for it's, it is hilarious it's like any it's it, it, it's um the descriptor for it, it's like <laughs> this will censor out the n-word and any variation of it <laughs> like it's a family tree of fucking slurs it's fucking awful. That shit's hilarious. What about the what about the words that sound very similar to N word but aren't the N word? I don't know, man. I'm not gonna. <laughs> that sounded like you were gonna lead me on to something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to bait you. So like, <laughs> to drop an N bomb. <laughs> no, no. Not oh, what's that word again, Raul? Hey, what's, uh, what's that word? What's that word again, Raul? Sa- uh, search. Sa- sa- sounds like. Sa- sounds like this. <laughs> starts with an N, ends with an R. Oh God, I. <laughs> I would die. <laughs> um, yeah, but E3 is taking place on June 12th to the 15th. Do they so, allow N-words? Huh? <laughs> I, I really hope they don't. <laughs> um, this is a quote from 
uh, ESA president and CEO Stanley Pierre Lewis. Oh yeah, by the way, is the ESA who not only docked like they doxed like half of the people that were working there last year because of a not was it I think it was from a hack, but like they they basically doxed like personal information from their employees last year or like two years ago. But this is a quote from um, the uh, doxer leak. Or that leaked. Right? I think it was leaked. I can't remember. Okay. But like, they, they the, those people got doxxed though because their private information. Oh was yeah, leaked. sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a quote from them, for from um, from Stanley. For more than two decades, E3 has been the premier venue to showcase the best that the video game industry has to offer while uniting the world through games. He said, "We are evolving this year's E3 into a more inclusive event, which will still look to excite fans with major reveals and insider uh, opportunities that make this event the indispensable center stage for games." Out of the companies that will be showing up for E3 this year, Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take Two Interactive, Warner Brother Games, and Coke Media. I don't know what Coke Media. Is. I don't know who they represent, but expect games from WB. Gotham, what what's what is it? Gotham Warriors, Gotham City, Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. That got delayed, but I wouldn't be surprised Gotham if a reveal gets revealed for that. <laughs> it's it's always Gotham something. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I hope Injustice Three gets announced. Maybe. I'm glad Nintendo's put on here because it forces them to talk more about the stuff that they have <laughs> in development <laughs> instead of making a direct, you know, at once every two years or. Well, not, well, not every two years, but I was I was exaggerating there. Do you but, think, uh, you know, do, you think the in- do you think the Intel streaming service will be a sponsor now? <laughs> God, don't get me started. That shit is just so funny to look at. Oh man, I don't care about this. I kind of do. Like, I'm glad that we at least know when some big video game news is gonna drop because it's E3. You know, it's. Look, having it be this, these like the tw- the twelfth to the fifteenth, uh, that's an easier pill for me to swallow than compared to last year. And I'm not gonna poo poo the idea of summer games mess, uh, summer games fest, the Jeff Keeley's thing. But I would have preferred, like for me, I'm more into just having the thing be a straight up weekend or a week full of games rather than an entire two months of you know content spurred throughout. You know how naive we were in the old days. Where we can just sit at home, watch a stream of them announcing the next Far Cry or another Metal Gear, mm-hmm. and look at us now, waiting a pan- <laughs> a whole pandemic later, yeah, wanting waiting for this to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, that's just me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think it's. Uh, um, I don't hope- think they'll live much longer. <laughs> I don't think they'll live much longer. Yeah. Uh, I I'm hopeful that this will work. You know, because uh, I, yeah, sure. I, I just like <laughs> events that are more condensed. I don't like waiting for, you know, March 16th is, uh, e- is you know, WB and then April 22nd is Nintendo. Like, I don't want that. I just, just give me Nintendo the next day, damn it. Or give me that just a couple tw- hours later. Man, just, not even, just tweet it out. Just tweet out the trailer. I don't, I, <laughs> I don't want an event. Like, just fucking... Give me the trader. Shut up. I still. I'll, I'll buy your game. I'll watch your movie. I don't fucking want to watch. Want to watch an event? <laughs> I don't know why this came into my mind when you said, you know, just tweet it out. But do you remember when that J.J. Abrams Spider-Man comic got announced? Oh yeah, Spider-Man Four. Yeah, it was like a. It was like a countdown for the last couple of days. But like they started at four, and it's like, what kind of countdown timer starts at four? Everybody thought it was Spider-Man Four, but no, it was a J.J. Abrams Spider-Man one, comic. Literally five days makes sense. 
three days makes sense. Mm-hmm. Four? <laughs> yeah, sounds sus. But, you know, and it turns out to be this mediocre J.J. <laughs> Abrams comic. I, fin- I finished something what he wrote, I could of that. Something it's he wrote good. with his son. Yeah. What a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> fucking nerds. Idiot. <laughs> 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 I just picture somebody at like Bad Robot or whatever company he works at. It's like Nelson from The Simpsons. Oh, some stocky bully. Dumbass. <laughs> Not even that. Just like a just like a Nelson type body walking into the like to the office. He's working on the script. Maybe like yeah, like maybe maybe he's working with the artist. They're drawing something, and he's just there in the corner, being like, <laughs> like just making fun of them. Uh, uh, yeah, that's it for news. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> How's your week? How's your? Oh. <laughs> oh I, do you want me to start? I could start. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Go I, ahead. I could do it. Uh, I want to leave a tag on time for later. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you know that's a shared experience. I could I could yeah. add on to that for sure. Yeah. Uh, no, my week's been fine. It's been no, not really. It's been stressful. I'm tired. <laughs> it's been it, it's been um it's not rough, but it's been like a hectic couple of days. You know, after we're done recording today, we're still both going to be plenty busy with like, you know, what we're with the projects that we're working on. Yeah. Uh, As you can see, I'm fucking tired. Yeah. Like, like I just like, yeah, I, I, I really just want to like go to sleep, to be honest, but I can't. So it was one of the it was one of the rare exceptions. Um, I made one of the rare exceptions of the show where I didn't actually have time to watch the movie in time. I well, I did. I got to, I was able to see Kill List. But the thing is, I'm watching it right now on my phone, <laughs> picture in picture. As we've been recording? As we've been recording. <laughs> nice. Nice. Which is like, it's it's my second time watching the movie. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. definitely one of those weeks where like I literally do not even have time to watch the movie this week. Luckily, I completely forgot. Luckily enough, I saw like uh, literally kill this right after I recorded. Yeah, that, so. that should be the plan for me. The thing is, I get so tired when I get out from because we usually record on either Tuesdays or Wednesdays, right? And after we record on Wednesdays, usually in the night, like I I have Thursdays where you know I'm completely backed up with class until like nine thirty, ten o'clock in the evening, and I go home, I watch some YouTube, and I fall asleep on the couch because that's usually how it is. Like, yeah. I just don't have the energy for it. But I had a little bit of energy to to watch WrestleMania this weekend. Cause oh, yeah, I saw you tweeting about it. Yeah. Was okay. Yeah, wasn't there, like, a really bad storm? Yeah. Oh, that was crazy. So, it was... So, WrestleMania 37 it was two nights in Tampa Bay Stadium. And uh, the first night, they had to delay it. You could even see it live as it happened. They had to delay it twice. Um, the start of the, of the event twice. Because there was just a huge thunderstorm that was going on, and if you could, and if you see pictures of the WrestleMania like uh, pirate ship display that they had in the center of the stage, like the, it was the weather was so bad that it kind of like blew off like some of the parts that said WrestleMania, so you could just get wrestle uh, in there. <laughs> uh, WrestleMania too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it started. And then it had to stop again because they had the, they, it, it was, it was kind of, it wasn't, I don't know. It, it was kind of sentimental watching the beginning of it before they delayed it for another hour and a half. Sentimental, why? Because they started off with, you know, having all the wrestlers on stage and Vince McMahon in the front. And this is the first, my, keep in mind, oh, this yeah. is the first <laughs> big sports, uh, sports event with live fans 
in forever. <laughs> when I see when you I know? see Vince McMahon, I want to cry too. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I I I'm, I misspoke there. This is the first wrestle event in forever where it had like a huge, hu- uh, a, 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 a huge attendance. Mm-hmm. Uh, there there um, and he comes out to the crowd. Vince McMahon. He's like, you know, welcoming people to WrestleMania. Because last year they had to st- they had to stop their plans entirely, do it in the performance center to no fans at all, which is a you know it wasn't a bad WrestleMania, but it was still a weird one because the fans are just as much as part of the experience as it is you know the matches themselves, mm-hmm. and that made for a really nice pop. That was a really fun moment. Then this thing gets delayed because there was a rainstorm that happens, but it led to one of the coolest things of the night which was improv promos for some of the wrestlers who were having a match that night. So, like, Drew McIntyre cuts a promo on Bobby Lashley uh, because they were the first match of the night and uh, for the WWE Heavyweight Championship. And you could tell that these were promos that weren't scripted at all. These were promos that were just coming from the heart. And this guy, like, Drew McIntyre, he's like a... He, he's, he's a Scottish... Um, he, he's like a big Scottish brute. But, you know, he comes off into the promo just getting angry and, like, emotional about, you know, seeing fans. Like, he just saw fans back in attendance for the first time in over a year, you know. He's he's getting, he's getting another shot at getting the championship again. And it's, like, such a... You could tell that there's so much more investment coming from, you know, these promos because they're coming from the heart. And then some matches start up and, you know, some of them were hit and miss. That one, that one with Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley was pretty fun. Bad Bunny fought The Miz and and Morrison and John Morrison with uh, help from Damian Priest from NXT. Well, <laughs> he just made the roster for, uh, to he just made the main roster, but he comes from NXT. And me. dude, I gotta tell you, he wasn't bad. Bad was Bunny it? did well. I was actually pretty surprised by it because typically when you have a celebrity wrestler. You know, most of the time you don't have a good performance out of it. You get like, you get like a really funny dive. Hey, Bob from, yeah, uh, you get like a really funny dive from like Snoop Dogg, or you know, sometimes you get a performance like Shaq on on that episode of AEW Dynamite. But with Bad Bunny, they were his entrance is awesome. By the way, he comes in from the truck from his last album, and they start blaring Booker T. It was it, 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 that that looked super cool. But then. You know, you actually see him in the ring, and he's actually doing a pretty good job. He does like a, he does like a three sixty um, suplex on the Miz, like close to the end point of the match, and it's like, damn, I, he actually trained for this. I I was actually pretty impressed. Also, just I like Bad Bunny. I I, yeah. I, I I'm not ashamed to say it. I like his stuff. Why I thought he be? was Cuban for some reason. I he's Puerto Rican. I thought he was Cuban. Yeah, yeah I thought he was time. Cuban too. We say he was Cuban. We say he was Cuban once in the show, but he's Puerto Rican. Yeah. Yeah. Completely yeah. sidetracked for me. He's he's the most Cuban-looking Puerto Rican I've ever seen. Yeah, Puerto Ricans and Cubans are pretty similar. Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, shit, I live. Even though, even though they don't want to admit it, <laughs> they are. Yeah. <laughs> They're just Caribbean people. Yeah, we're all Caribbean. We all suck. Yeah, yeah we all suck. <laughs> we all get the shaft at the end of the day. But um, he was pretty good. Uh, there was a three-way championship match. Okay, no, before that. There was a really, really, really good match with um, Bianca Belair, who comes from NXT, and Sasha Banks, Snoop Dogg's niece, actually, uh, for the SmackDown. Really? Yeah, yeah. Mercedes Vernado. Yeah. She she was also a Mandalorian, if you remember her face. She was on Mandalorian season two with uh, 
with uh, Battlestar Galactica Girl. Um, ah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, that's, that's Sasha right. Banks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they they had a championship match that ended night one of WrestleMania, and it was the first main event. It was the first championship title match and the first main event between two black women uh, on a WrestleMania card ever. And you know, before the match starts, you could tell like they're super super emotional because the fans are cheering them on because they're both really really good. But also like this was a, it was a historic moment and made for a pretty good fight. I don't know if you've seen pictures of Bianca Belair, but she has like a huge, um, she has like a long extended braid. That's kind of yeah. like, it's kind of like five feet long, but she uses it as a whip. Yeah, I've seen that. One, yeah. like, like near the end of the match, she fucking whips uh, Sa- uh, Sasha Banks and the side and you see a scar. <laughs> you see like blood dripping from her, like the side of her stomach. It's like, fuck, that sounds awful. Uh, but she won the title. She was super emotional about it, and it was really sweet. And then night two comes up, and this is a funny. Mo- this is a funny. Wait, start. okay, I'm sorry. What? Okay, wait, I'm sorry. All right, okay, <laughs> okay. So why do they get emotional? If they know they're gonna win. It was. It's. It's the. Or is it part of the it. act? It's. It's the, the impact okay. of it. Also, okay. like Bianca Belair is a baby face, you know. So because so she could kind of come off as as like the young champion, super emotional, super invested, and you know, kind of like overwhelmed a little bit. You know, it's, it's so you're telling me it's all shot. superficial? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but it's also the it's it's the historical impact of it. I think that you know, which was why she was crying. Because sure, you know, like two black women have never fought in a main event of WrestleMania before, like ne- let alone headlined WrestleMania before. Yeah, mm-hmm. from from people that I know who watch wrestling over the past couple of years, apparently it was something that would never have happened in the main <laughs> roster before. You know? Not if Vince had anything to say about it. <laughs> Well, I mean, Vince did. You know? He said a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's so funny because, like, we clown on Vince McMahon a lot. Rightfully so. But there are a lot of people in the wrestling industry that praise Vince McMahon because they they gave him a shot, you know? Even her, even Bianca, when she won the title, she, like, she thanked Vince because at the end of the day, it's his, it's his say at the end of the day. Yeah. But, you know, that was a really good match. Mm-hmm. And then night two starts up. You win this day, old man. (laughs) (laughs) God. Uh, Night two starts up, and there's a match between Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, the Fiend. And this was a funny-ass moment for me, because the match sucks. The match sucked ass. It was not good. But you could tell, like, you could tell that the fans were booing, but somewhere in the, uh, somewhere on the soundstage... For WrestleMania, they had a guy who was trying to overcrowd, uh, overshadow the booing with like stocked fandom applause and cheering for the match. And it's you, you, you couldn't find a more apparent uh, example of it for like the end of the match. For, uh, until the end of the match, when the, the the lights go out completely, the lights go back up. Nobody's in. Uh, nobody's on the stage. And then you just start hearing people say, <laughs> and they do a replay of the match later on in the show. And that same moment where everybody started booing, they just replaced it with stock, like applause and like cheering <laughs> instead where it's like, yeah, I, no bullshit here. You know, but um, that was funny. I can't remember the rest of the matches that happened that night. 
There was a Sammy I want to go. Kevin okay, Owens all right. Where that was good, but there's a, the main event of night two is what I want to talk wait, about. Wait, now. wait, 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 wait. When we okay, when it's good to go, when it's okay, can we go to to like a WrestleMania, and like just, like we let's can we just, all right? We split a hotel. We go to we go to the event, get plastered drunk, fight with the redneck, <laughs> try and sneak into Vince McMahon's locker, <laughs> into Vince McMahon's room, try to fight him. Get, try to fight him. Yeah. <laughs> we get kicked out, and then we and then we record it for the podcast. Oh man! Well, you know, you know where WrestleMania is taking place. I'm being serious, here? by the way. I'm da- I'm down as fuck to go to like a WrestleMania it's just, one it's, day. It's just funny that you said redneck because you know it's taking place in Texas next year. Okay, yeah, no, no fuck it, yeah. I, and I'm like, yeah, what better time than then? To be honest, <laughs> well, okay, well, to be honest, I was thinking more Florida rednecks. Oh yeah. Okay, they're a different breed. Yeah, exactly. You, just, you know, you, I want to. I want to yeah. stick to what I'm not to, to, to what I know. You know, like <laughs> I w- I would be so down to go to WrestleMania in Texas though. They can cause... fight Gators, but they can't fight me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vince McMahon, I've been ho- I've been told is actually fairly strong for his age. There's a dude. He's fucking ripped. His, yeah, he's jacked. he's fuck. What do you? Of course, he's strong for his there, age. There is really, there's a really funny dude. Story. It's fucking huge. <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna get into it that much, but there was after WrestleMania, I saw uh, Broken Skull Sessions, Steve, Steve, um, oh, Steve Austin's podcast, and he had Chris Jericho on, and they, Chris Jericho had a funny story of, um, one night him and McMahon, him and Vince were like plastered drunk <laughs> talking about oh, no. Rolling Stones, and the night is like they're like a couple hours away from you know uh from daylight and from like them starting up the press tours for like some main event i think it was also for wrestlemania or something like that and <laughs> it's like five in the morning or like 4 30 5 30 in the morning 5 4 35 in the morning vince goes to chris and is like hey i'm gonna go to the gym you want to come with He's like, I'm fucking drunk, and I need to take a, a nap, Vince. What are you talking about? It's four in the morning. He's like, all right. <laughs> and, and, uh, Jericho says that he, he got a text message from Vince a couple hours later, and it's a picture of him like doing uh, bench pressing. And the text reads... McMahon won Jericho zero. <laughs> He's like you fucking crazy <laughs> bastard. <laughs> McMahon won Jericho's. Vince McMahon is a real life J. Jonah Jameson. He, he sounds like J. Jonah Jameson. He That's is J. Thing. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> He's exactly who I imagined. <laughs> he doesn't have the mustache though. Yeah. That's the one thing stopping him. The, the Hitler mustache on the fucking display. Booker T video. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what's up? Another funny what's up, thing. my Speaking my of, my? Yeah. my. <laughs> Speaking of racist shit, Hulk Hogan was the co-host for WrestleMania this year. <laughs> Bro, there's so many videos from the crowd booing uh, Hulk every time he spoke with Titus O'Neil. That's the funniest part of it too. His co-host. Like it's it's Titus O'Neil, a black man, and Hulk Hogan, <laughs> a man who Hulk! Has, on on uh, who has been on record, like talking pub uh, talking about his blatant racism. Like, who the fuck made that up? Who the fuck thought that? 
whatever. The fans obviously didn't f- fuck with it. Hulk and they Hogan, kept it, Hogan, every chance. Hulk they got. Hogan is such an such an interesting unit. <laughs> yeah, he was. Too bad he's racist. Man. Uh, is he still racist? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> probably, why the yeah. fuck is he the host of WrestleMania? Like, why? <laughs> I really want to see Chris Hemsworth do him. Yeah, like that properly. Make, I, I'm really excited for that movie whenever that comes out. Because <laughs> I feel like I feel like. Like, yeah, sure, he's huge, and, like, yeah, they definitely looked the part, but I feel like Hemsworth is ironic enough to really put it off, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. you know? <laughs> that it's, like, both uncomfortable, but also kind of funny. <laughs> kind of? <laughs> <laughs> but just, like, the essence of Hulk Hogan is a funny My favorite parts of this show, my favorite parts of this show is where we talk about Vince McMahon. Yeah. Or That's just, a dream interview. That's a dream interview. He'll never do it. Never he never, never, if, never. If the never. guys from Dark Side of the Ring can't do it, who's who? How who are we? <laughs> they can't. But um, he would never. He would never give us that much control. Yeah. Uh, this <laughs> just to cap off WrestleMania. Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens was a good match. Oh yeah. Sure, also, Logan Paul was there too, <laughs> and that was funny as shit too. They were booing Logan Paul. <laughs> oh, oh, dude. Yeah, it's really bad. Logan Paul. Yeah, no, it's really bad. Like Logan Paul just got like uh, just got uh, canceled. Oh really? For what now? Well, okay, sorry, maybe not him. His brother. Oh, his Jake? brother. Yeah, the one that's gonna fight Ben Askren. <laughs> Fucking no! What happened now? I know it's really bad. This is some more racist like... shit. Why no, is that got... a constant theme in our show? No, he got <laughs> accused. He got accused of sexual assault. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, How it's, bad? it's, it's, like... it's not good. Like 2019, like by a TikTok star. Ooh, shit. yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. yeah. That's right before, right. right before everything, like right before he's about to have like one of the biggest events in his, in his career. Yeah, he's fucked. That's a that's good. a fat yikes. Yeah, no, that's very yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to read up and, more about that later when we're done. God, the first article I read, he's fairly delusional talking about Jake Paul. <laughs> <laughs> what was? It? He's fighting Ben Askren. Yeah, no, I know. I'm trying to remember what did was it J- was it Jake or Logan that Shane did the docu series on Jake Paul, right? Jake, yeah. It was Jake, okay. Jake, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That didn't age Log- Logan's is the, the dead body. Yeah, Logan's the dead body. I know that. Yeah, yeah Also yeah. the Pokemon guy, for some reason. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a whole... We can have an entire podcast talking we'll, we'll about that. We'll have to leave it for later. We'll have to Pokemon leave it for later. Pokemon thing. Yeah, let's, let's move on. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, well, yeah, what were you saying? Yeah, The yeah. main event of night two. Logan Paul, Logan Paul was there? Yeah, Logan Paul was there. People booed him. Who gives a fuck? Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> man, night two ends with a triple threat championship match between daniel bryan roman reigns and edge and dude it wasn't a great match it wasn't a fantastic match but it was a fucking hard match how is it was a brutal looking match (laughs) how is edge he's completely fine apparently dude like he he had spinal surgery he had no he had reconstructive neck surgery and it's it's actually kind of poetic because that match that's on that Sunday it marked to the date ten years after he had to uh, revoke after he had to uh, take uh, remove himself from the championship belt because he had uh, neck issues that kept him you know for a while retired. People thought remember he was... rated RKO. Oh yeah, the the rated R superstar. That's how he still labels himself now. No, but like the rated RKO, it was him and Randy Orton. Oh yeah, had his uh, their little team up against like John Cena and uh, where the fuck else? Funny enough, they had a match with each other last WrestleMania. It was kind of weird though. But this match, 
man, he brought his A game to the table. Not only him, but like Brian as well, who uh, coincidentally, it was kind of poetic for him as well because uh, he's close to retiring. He's been like open about, you know, him just putting up the, uh, you know, finishing up his run soon in, in wrestling in general. And he's also a wrestler who, you know, I think he also had neck issues as well. Nobody thought he would ever go back to wrestling again. And here he is fighting for the title again with another wrestler who people thought was not was never going to come back in Edge. Mm-hmm. Then you have Roman Reigns, who's the current ch- uh, champion, who comes back after you know fighting cancer and winning again, uh, and having this amazing heel turn with Paul Heyman by his side. And Ro- Reigns wins the match, but man, you could tell they were really putting in the the the, the most that they could in that match and it made for it wasn't the my favorite match of wrestlemania week but it was a good pretty damn good one but i and i and to cap it off my favorite match for wrestlemania weekend i think you already know where i'm going with this and i i kind of want you to be like him if like when we when we go back to the gym full time i hope your body is like this man because no this man is scary and powerful no I'm I'm saying this as a compliment. Like I want what? you to be like Walter. That's no. the fight I'm talking about. Walter versus Tamanto, Tommaso Ciampa for NXT Stand of the Liver. What's his name? Walter what? His name is just Walter. Dude. <laughs> this was a brutal and incredible. That man's match. not even big. Huh? He's just that man's not even big. What He's are just you fat. About? He's fat. That man is huge. He's not. He's you need fat. To see him in the ring, dude. That I know he's huge. Horrifying. I know he's huge, but he's fat. <laughs> he's strong though. That's what I'm saying. Okay, sure, but no, <laughs> dude. If you watch Dude's, this uh, fight, oh, it's an incredible display of physicality nah. coming from not only like not only Champa, but definitely. I prefer Walter. like Great Khalid, maybe sure, but the, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I'm just saying, in terms of power, this man is powerful the guy gives a chop the guy tried to chop his opponent in champa in the if uh, towards the beginning of the match fails and chops the desk in half he chops the announcer's desk in half during the fight and he's and actually he sells it pretty well he like hides the the hand that he hurt behind his back but like when you hear it, man, you see blisters coming off from this man from Champa and like blood spurting out because the man chops insanely hard. Like you could hear it, but you could also like I've also seen wrestlers being interviewed from you know who've had a match against Champa and it's like it's literally like you cannot breathe for a minute <laughs> when he chops you. It's it was a like it was like 17 minutes of pure physicality and brutality from you know these two fighters and it made like for my personally my favorite match of the night because it's the most it was the most wrestling it was the most professional wrestling match that I, that I definitely saw from that it was so good yeah WrestleMania seven tw- thirty seven it was okay but there were some really really good matches though I will say that um aside from that. I f- <laughs> For some reason, I've been watching Total Drama Island again. There was like, like as a background thing, or kinda. But I've been falling asleep to watching old episodes of Total Drama Island for some reason. There's a sure. channel I found on my YouTube. The, the algorithm provided me with a channel that was just putting like series marathons for each season of the show, 
And I started watching the. There's un- a bunch of YouTube channels like that. Yeah, they do twenty four hour seven. They're twenty four hour live streams of. Uh, of that. I feel like that one I feel like this one is legit though because the channel name is Total Drama. I don't know actually know if it's the real Total Drama YouTube page, but basically, yeah, they've been uploading, you know, all their seasons uh, as like long form videos on on their channel. And I saw the I was watching I didn't finish it, but I was watching the uncensored Canadian version of the show, which is how the show originally came out. And you know, it's it's just a fun nostalgic trick back trip back into you know middle school like late elementary middle school years of watching total drama island and being like so like being on the edge of my seat as to like who's <laughs> gonna get the final marshmallow it'd yeah. be every thursday yeah also really funny it's really funny watching the uncensored canadian version i would see clips here and there but you know it's the, the the you see the rating sometimes it's like a TVY seven show it's like a kid it's like a show for babies essentially right that's how they would mm. label it here in the states Total Drama Island with watching the uncensored Canadian version it's definitely a show that's like for teens or like young adults it's not like they curse or anything like that but like there there is some funny little lines here and there that <laughs> I would have never expected them to actually have because when I was watching it back in Cartoon Network like remember Lashana from season one and Heather yes they had like a big beef they had like a big rivalry in the early I points of the season that, yeah. huh I think I remember that yeah but when they first meet it was just a funny moment I picked up on the, from the first episode from, uh, from the first time they meet um, when they're coming off on the boat in the island you have like Lashana being like mm, I don't trust his white girl and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> like they would never do this today. Can you do that? For, can you do that for me again? No, I'm not doing that again. Please, <laughs> no. Please. <laughs> and it's just so funny because, like, you could tell how horny and perverted some of the actual contestants are. You know, like you have um, are they all teenagers, huh? Yeah, like are they, all, are they all teenagers, of course. Yeah, yeah. it's just so funny because, like, you have you have like this one kid. He was I can't remember his name, but he had like the he had like the funny. Uh, poofball hat and he was like a homeschool kid he, I, don't, I don't think he made it that uh, far in the season but you have like funny little visual gags of them being like acting like super awkward when they're standing next to Lindsay remember Lindsay the blonde girl with like the huge boobs and they would yeah. be like looking at her boobs and be like freaked out a little bit by it. like not freaked out but like be, like you know they'd be like an awkward teenager you know they, they would react like yeah, an awkward teenager show. should and it's ah oh man, it's just a fun little. It's always been back. a horny show. Yeah, I just it's just hornier when you're watching the original Canadian version. It's just it, it's it's a fun little trip down memory lane for me. I like it. I got I'm I'm a, I'm gonna finish off the rest of the season because it's been a long long ass time since I've seen that first season of Total Drama Island. Also, remember when Heather just like loses her top in the middle of that one uh, game where uh, they're on the jet skis. Like her, her bra just get gets ripped off, and you just see her titties. Like they're pixelated, obviously, but like she covers them. I remember yes, that I remember making that. it through yes. the Cartoon Network version too, and I'm like, yeah, I remember that. Amazing that that somehow got through. Like I would have been, I, I would not have expected this to actually make it through. And like they, they lightly curse too. That's the other. That's the other, That's the other funny thing. They like then didn't they bleep it out? Didn't they bleep it out? Yeah, they bleep it out. Yeah, in both versions they do, but like. In the Canadian version, they like lightly curse. It's like, oh, you douche. 
Like they say shit like that. It's funny. You know, um, one of that was actually like bleeping out curses has always been one of those things that I've always found funnier. It, like, th- like, like I've okay. All right, <clears throat> you guys know. Uh, I don't like restrictions when it comes to like you know like making stuff like for comedy you know you know I like you know like I I rather hear I I don't mind hearing a fuck or two you know but a good bleep but, is uh, a funny bleep if it's oh well my placed, god yeah. that I I think uh, I think bleeps are the most effective way to counter uh <laughs> counter uh, uh uh usage of bad language because <laughs> fuck bro a good a good bleep really fucking adds to a scene. I, like a lot. I, I learned this. That I learned the, this at a young age because uh, do you know who Force Fire is? Force Fire One Hundred and One. No. He well, you know uh, the you know the Duck song. Yes, wah, I know wah, the Duck song. Yeah, yeah. Um, that dude. Um, he's actually another one of the big one of like that dude who made that that uh video is actually one of like the n- another big reason why I'm a like a filmmaker now. Um, he used to make Lego videos, Lego stop motion. I talked to you about this. He used to make like little Lego stop motion videos uh-huh. and like different ones. Um, and I used to follow his work a, a lot because he had also like a behind the scenes channel, Forest Fire One Thousand and One, where you know I he just posts like his making up videos. Mm-hmm. And there was once where he made the decision for every video going forward that he was going to start bleeping out the curses for you know YouTube reasons, whatever, whatever reason like that. Mm-hmm. And like. At an early age, I thought that was stupid because, hey, whatever, the fuck. But then, like, I realized that, man, bleeping really adds to it. It makes it funnier. Like, if anything, like, bleep, like, adding the bleeps in the middle of, like, you know, in the middle of, like, hyperviolence, hyperviolence, <laughs> in the middle of, like, hyperviolence could seem hypocritical, but if anything, it adds to the joke. I think it's, I think it's a little, it's funny. I don't know. That's a little, tan- that, that, that's a little side thing. I, I wish they could have done that for. <laughs> For the show when we were watching it as kids, because they didn't do that, they would just replace it with like a darn or a yeah, shoot. frick, yeah, frick. frick. Uh, I hate those more. I'd rather just have the bleep personally. Did anyone back in your school used to, uh, back in your elementary school, used to get in trouble for saying frick? I know a girl from college who says frick because she, she just doesn't want to curse, and I felt bad because every time I would hang out with her, I would always casually curse, and it's like. It, the conversation would usually be like an exchange of like, oh man, I can't believe they would do this. Like, that's her saying it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Same though. Yeah. I have a potty mouth. I mean, <laughs> what do you yeah, guys know? It's just, I, don't, I, I, I don't like the curse too often, but like, it's just a thing that it just fucking comes, comes out. Yeah, it just <laughs> fucking comes out. Like that. Well, that one felt forced. That one felt <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. First one didn't. But yeah, I don't know. I like cursing. Yeah. <laughs> It's just funny. It's just funny seeing it in this show. Also, I yeah. miss, like, I, 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 it's that fucking episode where um the ginger kid, there, there's like a lanky Napoleon dynamite, uh, dynamite type. Mm-hmm. I think his name's du- his name's not Duncan. I can't remember his name. But he fell he falls in love with Lashana. But you yes. don't find that out until like the final moments of her elimination episode, where they she's start on making the boat. out. Yeah, but he's like, Lashana, I love you. And he just starts swimming across the, the lake to go jump into the boat, and they start making out. He always reminded me of Shaggy. Yeah, kind of like Shaggy, but he sounds exactly like Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite, Dynamite yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, Chef. Lashana. I miss Chef. It was so nice <laughs> seeing Chef. Dude was ripped. Dude, yeah. He always reminded me of, uh, um, ah, uh, fuck, what's his name? Um... 
he always he always reminded me of fucking uh, Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> kind of. When I was that. when I was little, I <laughs> I think I think what happened was like we're watching the Green Mile. Like the Green Mile was playing on AMC or something, and then I switched it to like Cartoon Network. And it's like, oh my god, this <laughs> Michael oh, Clark Duncan. <laughs> also, Chris is a complete sociopath. Hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, you dudes, every you dudes they, need to chill. Yeah. After, after almost fucking killing them. <laughs> Whoa, dudes, not cool. And like the first, the first game is them jumping out of a cliff in a small room in a small circle where they don't get eaten by sharks. <laughs> well, dude, we don't make fun of anyone for their sexual orientation. Not, not cool. cool. Dude. <laughs> I love that guy is so funny. I don't know who's the well, voice actor. Dude. The, he's the same guy who plays the stoner dude from 16 and he's so funny. I like his voice is iconic. Oh from fuck. My yeah, he's played he's played a bunch of fucking voice actors. I mean, he's played a bunch of <laughs> <laughs> He's played a bunch of characters. Yeah. That voice actor. You remember uh, 16, his though? name is Christian. Yes, of course. Yeah, he's, uh, he's the stoner 16, dude. Sixteen. <laughs> You gotta make the good times last. His name is Christian Potenza. Oh, oh, so oh, funny. So his name is also Chris. That's that's funny. yeah. He played yeah sixteen. <laughs> he played uh, yeah Chris McLean in Total Drama, <laughs> and then Ju- yeah he 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 played a few characters in uh in sixteen. Also funny enough, like kids show, but with a co-ed dorm. There are more screams for Lashana than we would think. I, I I believe. I can give you. I can give you more than two reasons why that's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> good or <laughs> uh, why it's not a good idea? Ah, oh, interesting. But yeah, <laughs> no, but yeah. fucking weird show yeah. for a kid. But I love that show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's it for my week. We saw we both saw Godzilla vs Kong and Attack on Titan and Kill List. Yeah. Which one do you want to just like shrug off first? Because I gotta get to work in like an hour. Um Let's start off with Attack on Titan. You sure? Okay. Yeah. All because right. that's the only thing I watched this week, so. Well, I mean we saw Godzilla vs. Kong as well, right? Yeah, sure yeah, sure, but like I I, I wanna I, I wanna like get get Attack on Titan on the side first before because I'm not finished with it. I just wanna, you know, no, get that's that fine, that's fine. over with. So Attack on Titan. I started rewatching it um after uh years. Um the last thing I had seen was the first was uh the end of season one. Uh after all that went down. So I literally just picked up the show right after season two. I mean like no, sorry. I picked up the show right at the beginning of season two. It had been years since I had watched anything. Yeah. So going back into it, I was kinda lost a little bit, you know? Because there were some things that, you know, there's something I clearly remembered. Uh but then there was oh, the very like more niche specific things that kind of like, you know, uh that, that I forgot about, but eventually, you know, as I was watching it, everything, all the pieces were being put back together. I am in. I got through an entire season in one day. I got through like all of season two in one day, and uh, I got through most of season three in one day. Um, I'm currently on season four, the final season, uh, and I'm like f- a few episodes in. Shit's fucking wild right now, um, and yeah, I'm loving it. I'm really fucking loving it. Uh, I don't want to 
delve too deep into Attack on Titan right now because I don't want to talk about spoilers yet because I want to get through all of it first. That's good. Uh, okay, fine. Yeah. Finish finish the first half of season three, and then next week we could just do like a spoiler. I'm just gonna finish. Yeah, I'm just gonna catch up completely. I'm gonna catch up completely until until but uh, up until the point you're at. Yeah, and then and then we can we can go balls to the wall with it. I just but, wanna I I just wanna add, man. It's I know I I I I, I assume we've had we had both um we had two very similar experiences with this because. I mean, I started watching Attack on Titan when, like, season two was just about to come out. So it was a little bit saw- different. Instead of just me waiting, like, a number of years for season two, like a bunch of other people did when the show came out, I mm. watched it immediately after I started watching the dub reruns of season one on Toonami. And then I would just wait a year for season three and season three part two and so on and so forth. I was watching Attack on Titan when it was first premiering. Yeah. So it's been literal years, like since 2015. It took me a while to get on it. But man, when I got on it, season two, like it's a good season. But damn, bro, when you get on to season three, everything changes. And it is it, 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 it turns into like. It, it's a, it's an incredible example of a show that just turns into something that like, oh yeah, I saw that once. I like it. That was I, I, it was cool when I saw it. To, you know, season three, where it's like, oh, this is my favorite show now. <laughs> like <laughs> this is the I one think, right now. Like, I don't it know. Just, it, like it I elevates guess... itself. Even though like it, it started off well to begin with, but like the things they do. In season three specifically, and it's just obviously it's all a part of the story. But like you know, the way the story, the moves, very specific things, yeah, the very <laughs> meticulous and and the and, basement. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to Fuck. that next week. We'll get to that next week. But dude, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad nobody. You know, I just realized. You know, uh, I'm looking. No, no, no! I'm looking at the zoom. Well, that too. I never got the basement spoiled, Lucky which is which. Holy Not shit! I I have no clue how I didn't, but I got specific things spoiled for me. Now, okay, actually, I'm at the point right now where all the things that got spoiled for me already passed. So at this point on, from until the end, I'm good, and I'm so happy about that, Raul. I'm fucking ecstatic. <laughs> but Same I was here. saying that like imagine if if somebody else were, was like in the zoom car right now we both look exactly alike right now fucking <laughs> screaming about attack on titan like it's just too close to like literally screaming at each other it's hilarious yeah but, but fuck. it's like screams of joy because like the amount of fucking times i'm fucking sitting there with a joker-sized grin just so happy when I, dude holy shit all right there's a character called there's a character called kenny the character called kenny ah! in the show <laughs> There's a character called Kenny in the show. A scene involving uh, a certain a specific character screaming out his name. I... Mm. Oh, fuck. It's great. It's, it's great. Okay, first of all. So many wait. satisfying moments. Yeah. The animation is, is fucking beyond this world. Studio it's, Wit. Oh. Right? They were in charge of seasons one through three. Mappa's doing the final season now in season four. God, I want to watch right now. But exactly. <laughs> it's that type of show that's so fucking good because not only, look, great action, beautiful action. Amazing. But also... The lighting, dude. It, like, super meticulous and super creative ways of storytelling. So from the point that, like, you can pick up stuff from the first episode. Things were already being seeded from the very, the one very beginning. Thing. 
the one thing that and surprised it makes me so satisfying moments and some surprising the one, ass amazing moments too the one thing that surprised me the most out of this show is even though as bombastic and as huge as this show can be oh my god is it ever subtle yeah. Oh my God! Are there moments where things slip by you, and then you're like, "Wait a minute! What the fuck was that?" Yeah. And then, and then they, and then it gets brought up, and then it's the way this story is crafted. Even though it's sandwiched between these huge set pieces of fucking crazy gory action, when they're revealing information, it's done so patiently with such care that. It makes me really. It makes me realize that the creators of the show, the writers, really understood where they wanted this show to go, and they understand that. Like, it feels like it's glad to. I, I I'm glad to watch this, knowing that they're not making this shit up as they go along. Yeah, it's like not a Game of Thrones. It's, it's being set up. It's this is being set, set up. up exactly. This yeah. is being set up as like, oh my god, this is the established universe. All this shit's already happened. Like, we're just we're just showing you what's happening. But fuck, it's so, it's so, oh my god. Like, I, it, it, like, especially back then when the show was first coming out, people were calling it the Game of Thrones of anime. I'm so fucking happy and ecstatic that it did not go, no, so far, it hasn't gone down the route of Game of Thrones. That, that's, and, and as somebody who's finished the most recent season, or the most recent half of this season, I could stand by that. And there's more! And there's more! There's more! And look, <laughs> let's not get super overjoyed just yet because I've been hearing some controversial shits with the ending I don't know I've heard some mixed things about the ending I know nothing about the ending and I'm glad not knowing anything about it neither do I but I've seen reception has been mixed but I will say like I I'm hopeful that the story I haven't I don't know what the ending is for this for this yet but I'm hopeful that it may it's an ending that makes sense for the story that's been set up because when you really think about it there are actually two stories that are in play from the very, very beginning. Yes. And when you understand yes. why, yes, it is <laughs> incredible, and it changes everything you've seen from the shows up to that point too. Hundred percent. Fantastic. Your entire, your entire. You know, you know, you're writing something good when specific bits of information completely change your perspective on how on what's going on. Yeah. Everything about the show completely changes after a certain point, and and. The one thing that genuinely worries me about how this show could possibly end is I want this show to be consistent with the theme that's very much laying out. I, you know what themes I'm talking I know. about. And I will, I I will wanna, tell you this so far. I I don't know anything about the ending, obviously, but like from yeah. what I know so far and from what I've been watching so far, they have stayed that they have uh, stuck with that consistency, which is the best thing that they could do for that. Show. I just hope. I just hope they don't do a 180 on the viewpoints of the characters. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean by that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean by that. But and, and like and I think Yeah. But at the same time, there's this really fascinating thing. Wow, it's it's actually kind of crazy that we haven't been able to really talk like we're talking so much about this, but we haven't really gotten to the spoilers. Yeah. Well thank It's that great. It's that great. It's there's that so good. much. There's so much that you can talk about without without revealing that much information. And I really appreciate that. The the, the craziest and at the same time the cra- the greatest thing that the show has done is that yes, there there are definitely antagonists in the show. There are there are villains in the show. There are a set of villains in the show. But at the same Everyone's time, a villain! Yeah. At the same time, <laughs> in the way, everyone is also a villain. And for reasons that we cannot get into right now, 
it makes for some very compelling i just see you shaking and like it's happiness. <laughs> happiness i'm yeah. going fucking nuts yeah. like <laughs> there, there are so many great moments and episodes where oh, they explore dude. those themes. Well, I mean, the show explores those themes as a whole, but like there are yes. so many great moments where, you know, yes, these these group of people are our heroes, but like at the same time, is there do their ends justify the means? You know, and I and it, it makes for some really compelling writing. You know, like, like the action. <laughs> I just got dude. Thing. I just got goosebumps, yeah, man. The I, ah. is one thing, but the writing is a whole other. The piece. purpose of the action. Yeah. The purpose what's, of what, the action. What's is driving one thing. it? What's driving it? Yeah. Where it's where it's all coming from? That's what that's what that's the best part about that show. It all leads. Oh my god! But it, it, but Everything it also, builds it up also so great. Into yeah. like some really fantastic writing as well, because there's one episode, and you know the one that specifically centers around a choice, just a choice, a decision that has to be made, mm-hmm. and you are dealt with like so much heartbreak and so much conflict because. You really obviously they don't know what will be result of you know of whatever they decide, but ultimately it is it is literally the wor- the the future of the world is at stake. It's like and it's they, like they don't know how to go about it because everything is so gray. <laughs> there's a right. It's like there's a right answer, but there's no way. There's a right answer, but there's no way to do it the well. right way. Yeah, yeah, the right way. It's it's incredible. No, it's, oh, no, it's, it's, it's great stuff. I can't dude. wait till we get into spoiler talk next week. But you, yeah, you no. better finish that shit tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. After after we do whatever the fuck we need to do, like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try and binge it all. I could finish it all tonight, literally. Yeah, it's like uh, how many episodes is this half? It was I, like twelve, I think. I'm on episode like six, five or six. Oh, okay, so you're in like the second arc of that final season. Yeah, right yeah, now. right. Okay, like like I like the thing happens. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Yeah, uh, I can't. Uh, I can't. I, oh, okay, well, you, you'll yeah. talk to me later because. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not. Even, can't just say it's also. Not even just like it's not even just a good anime. Like it's it's a elevated for me. It's elevated to the point of like this is an incredible show. Like this is an incredible story. One of my. It's just the thing is the themes that the show's going for is not what I expected when you begin the show, mm-hmm. and it makes me appreciate the show so much more because of it. Yeah. Um. Also, another thing for me, at least this is just a thing like with animes in general for me. I always love an anime that uh, that uh, changes the look of the characters as they go along. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's always just been a thing I love about like specific animes. And I appreciate the way it's done here. It's really cool. They all look sick. Oh, uh, the shit put in route. Ah, oh, dude, oh, it's great. So oh, good. It's it's so good. So it's so good. good. It does not stop being good. Uh, All right, yeah, we'll move on. Let's move I really on from Attack on Titan. Sticks the landing. I don't know. Oh fuck, about it, but dude. Ah, really oh, fucked. All right, yeah. All right, catch next week. We'll go sp- full spoilers yeah. on on everything Attack on Titan. Our long away Attack on Titan discussion. Yes, but the show, not the the end. show, the, the not show, the not the ending. I yeah, I am. I'm not subjugating myself. Yeah, we're not touching that shit. We're not touching that shit. I had the I had the dodge like spoilers like a fucking gold oh yeah i'm gonna be going through that now yeah yeah we're on the same boat i'm glad we're on the same boat finally all right but um okay godzilla versus kong we saw that too yeah it was okay yeah it was okay yeah (laughs) i'll give uh, this is just my quick thoughts on this adam wingard has a really nice eye for visuals and 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 music huh and music and music he has he has an ear for he has an ear for music yeah and it definitely it's definitely apparent in this and he makes for some really good fight sequences. Everything else, I don't really care for. 
Like, but at the same time, I kind of understand. Like, this is definitely the most apparent of these monster movies where of this monsterverse um, universe, where they could not care about the humans any more so, and they just want to deal with the monsters fighting. But at the same time, you have to have a like a storyline involving them, you know, involving the humans. But it just ultimately it's just like there no you could tell that nobody cares about the story. You know, like Millie, Millie Bobby Brown's back. Kyle Chandler's in it for like two minutes. Alexander Skarsgård is literally anyone. Like he's, he's just anyone. a kooky dude. He's anyone. Like the only could... good, the only good human character to an extent, and it's not even explored that much. It's like the deaf girl from Skull Island and her relationship with Kong. That's a cool is little it? thing. I I I like it because it's something interesting, and it's not the same old monsterverse thing that they've been doing with these movies where. It's like family and like having to find your family again or having to like reconnect with your long lost brother or sibling or or um or I mean or sister or, or father as you know some mm-hmm. of these other movies have done. Like actually, come to think of it, what is it? We've these are four movies. Two out of those four No, wait. No, th- technically three out of those four have dealt with father uh father child issues. With the first Godzilla, uh, being the best, <laughs> yeah. Be- honestly, yeah, it is the best out of the bunch. I mean, I like Skull Island a lot, but really, Godzilla twenty fourteen gets like it gets it's super underappreciated. It's, just, it's super good. It's just Godzilla twenty fourteen doesn't even feel part of this universe. Yeah, it just feels like a completely separate. It just feels like a completely separate thing. Oh yeah, because when you're going from when you're starting off your universe from like jet planes and. Real, a realistic on a monster yeah. like showing up in a city to actual rocket ships and sorry there was something on my door um like actual, actual rocket, rocket ships. ships and going into the center of the earth for some reason and it's like it's like it's like not even rocket ships they're like levitating like <laughs> you know what they are they're like um it's like if you ever been to a universal studios ride it's like those 3D like Simpsons ride or like Back to the Future the ride where it's like, and, and there's sequences that are shot like this too where they're just like sitting into like this like futuristic hover car, and it's like a POV perspective of them like looking into Kong's like face close up and while they're in the middle of the action it looks like a Universal ride, at times yeah like a bunch it, of times it's, it's it like they could they they couldn't not be more uh, they don't want to be any like serious at all with this movie and it's it's kind of funny but like same time like like it kind of sucks given the trajectory of like how that first movie it started but at the same time it's a monster movie it's supposed to be silly i i don't really have a problem with it as as much as i do with like there are just shitty human characters that you know stick out in a movie that i just hate that we have to watch this shit for the show huh (laughs) (laughs) i just hate that we have to watch this shit for the show (laughs) well i mean i was gonna watch it anyway because i wanted to watch it yeah, just, did you? Yeah, I did. I did. Because, like, you know, okay. unlike us, unlike you, like, I liked King of the Monsters. I like the Monsterverse movies. And I was kind of excited for this because, like, I want to see Big Monkey fight Big Lizard. And at least for that, that was a fun fight. They gave us some fun fights. Who do you think won, though? Because there's a clear winner. And for some reason, everyone's going into, like, a Socratic debate about who won. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. But there's, like, a clear winner. Second right? movie. I'm asking you, like, who yeah, do you it's think like- won? Because there's a clear oh, winner Kong. for me. Kong? Kong? Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it's Godzilla. Oh, well, sorry, Godzilla. Well, yeah, sure, technically Godzilla. I think it's Godzilla because he stomps on his chest and he just starts, like, he just barks at him for a minute. 
<laughs> I, I I don't know. Again, I don't care. Yeah. Like, like there's like I, I I barely remember the movie to begin with. To be honest, what even happened? They went to the center of the earth. I think. Oh, spoilers! Yeah, they went to the center of the earth. They found they found an axe. Uh, Mecha Godzilla is like in a it. Gorilla Kingdom. <laughs> Mecha Godzilla is in it. Yeah. They tag team and kill him. That's the end. Yeah. He's Sorry. Fine, honestly. Sorry. Me- Mecha Godzilla didn't even look that good. I mean, I like that he was. He in looks. It, but like, he looks like shit. Yeah. He looks really bad, like right? Design. Yeah. I didn't really like it. Yeah. I, he lo- I, it's the face. It's the face. He looks skinny. Yeah. It's also skinny. He looks skinny, yeah. right? Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing. Um. Okay, the center of the earth thing really bothers me because they they put they put so much uh, time to. They set put up. like a, they do like a they do like a kamehameha to at the end. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that that's that's what I was leading into. Yeah, like they put they set oh, up yeah. so much. Um, they 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 set up the fact that like going into the center of the earth, what's it called anyway? The the they, there's a theory that they had for it that they also bring up in the other movies. I, don't, I can't remember tube, what it was. <laughs> the boom tube? I don't know. The boom tube, sure. Yeah. <laughs> God, my dad's fucking with me the, from the... outside. He's super annoying. <laughs> but um, that's why I've been the boom, yeah. like, knocking on my door. Sorry. Yeah, uh, Yeah. the boom tube or whatever. They make such a... They, they try to put such an emphasis in like the fact that like journeying... D- taking a journey into the center of the earth, into the boom tube, will like... If one thing is taken you know, wrong, or if one thing is slightly altered, you will immediately die and like get cracked up from the pressure, or, like the lack of gravity, or something like that, or you know, the, something like that. And and they go in, and they they have so much buildup, you know, for that journey to go inside it, and then Godzilla just tears a hole from like Japan, from China all the way down, from Hong Kong all the way down, and like the 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 humans just fly up. Without any like, how does anyone know of, that, like pressure how, or, uh, or or fear whatsoever that they're gonna die? Does he in even the know there's a fucking? Does he know even know there's like a center of the earth? I don't think he knows. Can we move on? Yeah. From Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it just that bothers the shit out of me because it's just what the fuck? It was dumb. Like it's so fucking stupid. It, it's just it's just the thing is like yeah sure the action was fun I guess mm-hmm. looks looks nice on a 4K TV but like you know it's there's there's nothing about this that 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 will make the, that will that will be memorable. Yeah, the you fights know? are. I like the fights. Sure. Yeah. Sure. There's some cool shots. Yeah. Sure. Also, the way Mechagodzilla yeah. gets chopped off here. That was a cool. It's death. pretty funny. I'm that not gonna lie. It's yeah, pretty he funny. Just rips his spine. I think specific. <laughs> no, I, I think specifically when they're both holding like holding him by each arm like a fucking like WWE tag yeah. team. Yeah. Also, they, yeah. The, also, the the way to stop Godzilla is just pouring a bunch of soda or like typing a bunch of shit in the keyboard. Yeah, blind yeah. typing too. You're not pressing anything, just yeah. blind typing. Good job. You get the kid, kid from from, from Hunt Hunt for the Willow Hunt people. For yeah. the Willow people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good job, kid. The New Zealand, the New Zealand kid. Yeah. Yeah. Such a stacked cast, and they did nothing. But yeah, kill list. Hey, hey, a good. Movie. Not the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really good movie. So uh, last week, I uh, well, sorry, la- uh, last episode, I recommended a movie that we talked about on the show. You know, last episode briefly, uh, directed by Ben Wheatley, called Kill This. And you know, I said, hey, fuck it, I never saw it. Ro tells me it's awesome, <laughs> and I might as well, might as well, you know, might as well watch it. Fuck it, why not? I love horror. Did you think it was? And awesome? we saw it. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. It's pretty fucking sick. I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, if you don't know what Kill List is, it's it's 
I want to keep it as vague as possible because like Ra- like Raul said last episode, it's your best going in as cold and blind as possible because that's the best way this this movie could this movie could be as impactful, yeah. you know. Like the only uh, thing I'll say so- is that it's about two hitmen and there's some there's some shit going on. And that's it. It's about <laughs> yeah, it's about about two hitmen doing do, going down a kill list. Yeah. Yeah, that's about that's as good that that's as as best of a of a of a summary of the film as you could. Yeah, and during that journey, shit starts getting fucked. Things go bump in the night. Things go very bump in the night, and you know it's it's a really good movie. Came out in twenty eleven, and uh, what did you think when you first saw it? You we, uh, you talked about it on the show before, but like, yeah. what did you think when you first saw Kill This? And like, how did you like? Why did you want to watch Kill This? Like. When you saw it. Okay, you know? so, like, I, I knew about Kill List for years before I watched it the first time. The thing is, it mm-hmm. was just one of those movies that I kept hearing so much praise about. Like, it was one, you know, uh, like, people like Eyepatch Wolf and Ryan Hollinger, people, like, horror people I follow on YouTube, they would, they would praise... Um, oh, I need, to buy, I need to watch Ryan Hollinger's yeah. uh, video on it. It's a good video. Basically, like, you know, every Ryan Hollinger video. But, uh... He's great, yeah. Yeah, he's really he's good. Uh, his, uh, you know... They they kept talking about it, and I think there was an Eye Patch Wolf video about horror specifically. You know mm-hmm. that he mentioned Kill List and used an example without spoiling anything, and it it piqued my interest, and it finally got me. You know, it finally etched me over to you know find uh to check it out somewhere. So I just yeah. took, I hooked up a IFC free trial. It was before I found Same. that it was on Criterion, and I watched it on Prime, and. I knew a little bit of it going in. I knew that's based... The the premise I just gave y'all was basically the premise I knew going into it. And... Yeah, it's definitely a horror movie. But it definitely... It's it's a, it's a another shining example of why I love horror so much. Where, yeah, there are definitely, you know, some typical elements that you will find in a horror movie. There is something that is not as it seems. But at the same time... You know, like horror as a medium allows creatives to make a story that doesn't necessarily have to be horror centric, you know, but like it's centered on more human themes and more, um, you know, personal and, and interesting things. Like you could do horror, but it's, it could also be about something else. And Killis yeah. is definitely of that same ilk where it's not only, you know, labeled a horror movie, but it is. Also, a really dark and disturbing display about how human behavior can kind of just spiral out of control. It, you know, given these are two hitmen that are tasked with killing each person off of this list, you know, without spoiling every, anything, you definitely see the weight and the pressure of what that does to them. You know, mm-hmm. like one of them is semi retired, you know, and they get brought into this. Uh, and I gotta get the guy's name in a second when I when I finish this. But oh yeah, Neil Neil Mascal plays Jay, and then his his buddy uh, Gal is played by Michael Smiley, who I I just love. I like seeing Michael Smiley everywhere. And he's great yeah. in this too. But you know, with with Jay, you definitely see, you know, even before the assa- uh, the you know the kill list actually starts, they you could definitely see the the amount of pressure and the amount of stress that he has with just the life that he he's he's lived you know he's a person that takes people's lives away you know you you think about a hitman 
you know, yeah, that is the basic premise of a hitman, but you don't really think about the psychology behind it. And this movie does a really good job of showing that psychology and how that level of, you know, trauma and violence can do to somebody's psyche. I like something I really appreciate about the film also is it's uh it's effect not only in uh hit not only in the person's uh, psyche, you know, all the violence and all like the gruesomeness that they experience willingly, but also how it's being uh how it's being sent out, you know, uh, being sent uh, sent out uh, you know, amongst uh, everybody around him, you know. There are there are scenes in this film that you know, as brutal as this scene as this film could be, and trust me, it gets fucking brutal. Yeah. There, there are scenes in this film where there's arguments going on between uh, between uh, two characters. You know, I'm trying to keep it as vague as possible, mm-hmm. but they're really fucking hard to watch. And especially, I guess you know, like I, I assume this is like especially tough to watch if, like, I guess you grew up around this environment as well. Um, it's, it's really, it's really triggering almost like just like the kind of this, just seeing like how these, uh, characters interact with each other, considering the context of what they do and, uh, and what's going on, you know? And like, this is also like, like you were saying, kind of like, uh, almost like a down trip to madness, you mm-hmm. know, like almost everything that he's like done and led up to everything that he's done was for a, spe- a specific thing. And now he's at a point where everything he's done doesn't really mean like, what, what does he have to show for it? You know, it almost feels like everything he's done up until that point was almost worthless, you know? And that's like something that really like weighs down on him in, in the film. And obviously, you know, when it starts getting to the more, uh, horror elements of it, you know, it, it really like, it really shows how, how insanely, how insanely, uh, desensitized and, uh, and, uh, and just broken this man's become. Well, I think, we're, of I think we're being a little too specific when we mean like the horror aspects of it. Cause at the end of the yeah. day, like even the displays, even the kills that are happening in this movie, they, they are horrific. They, they, it is labeled horror. No, yeah, hundred percent. You know, like there's that one, there's that one display of yes, 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 yes. It it it's another reason why I wanted you to watch this because Ben Wheatley as a filmmaker, you could definitely see how unrelently, how relentless. I don't know how they did it. I don't. There are scenes in this movie where I figure, oh, how do they do that? How do they do that? That scene specifically, it's another one of those scenes. How the fuck did they do that? Yeah, it's also like it's 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 not. I think this was like a couple thousand or like a maybe like amazing practical effects. Amazing yeah. practical effects, and this them. is just, and this is another one of those films where you could like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I have like a little private list on Letterbox of film of like low budget features, like you know, like the filmmakers' films mm-hmm. is like, is like what what I'm like titling it, and like it's just basically like low budget movies that like really just like you know, it shows how much you can do with such a shoestring budget, and something like this, mostly interiors, you know, like very minimal lighting, you know, like most of the budget I assume went to the fucking like practical effects and it fucking shows because there's some great fucking practical effects in this one and like just what it, it's it's one of those films like this is a dark film this oh, is a yeah. fucking this is a, this is a this is a pitch black dark film it's, it's kinda, as dark it, as you can get i i will say it's partly why like i can't say i love this movie like i really really like this movie but at the same time it's not an easy rewatch you know it's not because there not. are very like, uncomfortable displays of of domestic like you know arguments and violence that it's like Confer- yeah I domestic confrontations yeah, and like, like like it's you, you're you're literally like you know an innocent bystander watching all this it's not a fun it's movie like, it's, it's not, not a fun it's, movie yeah it's not a fun movie it's a good one Doesn't it's a great it's not movie fun. It's, i'd say it's a great movie but it's not a fun, fun one yeah 
this is not entertainment. This is not entertaining. This is like, like, it shows off why horror is such a versatile art mm-hmm. and kind of, kind of like really flexes the shame that most people, uh, it flexes the shame th- that, uh, I guess, uh, I put on most people who discredit horror. Because goddamn, some of the best movies ever made are horror films. Yeah, and this and like making movies like this using uh, horror as a as almost like a uh, it's, it's for me passage. It, yeah, it, for me it's, for these it's stories. Like a, for me, it's like a it's like a perfect, or I, I'd argue it's probably the best you know platform or best genre to you know implement social commentary in. You know, because there is mm-hmm. always some, you know, there, like, you know, humanity in a Get sense out, is built on Candyman, yeah, like, you know, you, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, <laughs> like hu- humanity in itself is built, you know, not built, but one of the foundations of it is rooted in fear. You know, mm-hmm. it's a natural feeling that we all get. And if you're, you know, and that, that concept alone is also versatile because, you know, it's, it's a fear of what? In this case, you know it's a fear of losing humanity it's a fear of you know you know obviously dying yeah but it's also but it's also a fear of like losing your losing yourself yeah and then losing it losing your life as yeah. as you've built up you know it that's another interesting thing i like about this movie as well it's not like <laughs> like like jay's not a relatable character he's not but i he's can not. understand a little bit of where he comes from He's relatable in he's relatable if you consider the context. Yeah. If you consider the context. And like and a lot of what you're saying applies to this film. Like you like you know. Like you could understand kind of why they're doing this. You could understand the sense, why they have to do this kill. The sense of the unknown that the the are the characters are facing is what's driving them to do these things and also the fear of confronting what's really wrong mm-hmm. is what's Pulling them even deeper into what's going on, and it's really it, it's it's that tug of war that really fucking like makes this film so like tragic and horrific. And you know, I, I obviously we're not gonna spoil it here. No, but we're being very vague here. Like, it, this, I feel this, this is no, yeah, I think we are. This is yeah. definitely a movie where if you were to compare like the beginning to the end of this movie, it would have looked like two completely different films. Completely different. I had no clue where this is going. It takes a turn that nobody would have expected. Like the closest I've the the biggest influence I always hear when it comes to Don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. I'm saying like in movies that have like a sudden like I know, I know. That I know what you're gonna say. I feel is enough to be a spoiler because when you said that, because that comparison made me think of this and kind of low key spoiled it for me as I was watching it. Mm, wait, I'm thinking. Is it three words? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I know. Yes. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Text it to like, me. Text it to me because I'm, I'm I'm trying to figure out if we're thinking about the same movie. There's a very obvious one, but I'm sa- I'm saying in terms of narratives that take a sharp left turn. In a way that you would never have expected. Like it's not even like it, mm-hmm. yeah, it's set up, but it's not done in a way that's so over the uh, over your head. No, yeah. not that one. Okay, okay, good. Not All right, okay, one. okay, good. Yeah, don't yeah. say that. All Can right. I give you the title then? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. It, yeah, it yeah. reminds me a lot of no, of Don't Look Now. That sure. uh, the Donald sure. Sutherland yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's labeled a horror movie, but it's like for the most part, it's kind of like a romance drama. Don't Look Now is another one we gotta watch. I've seen it. 
It's great. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. It's great. But, you know, once you get to, like, the final 10 minutes, it's similar to this one, it takes a complete left turn. It's fucked. In a way that no one would have ever expected. You know? Super like, fucked. It, it's one of the greatest twists ever. It's helpless. That's yeah. what it feels like. And that's what this movie feels like. It feels helpless. Yeah. In that, in that really fucked up, in a really fucked up way. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> just very sadistic, very, like, just uncompromising, just like, wow, the world is dark and you're going to be engulfed by it. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> Can't it's... wait for Tomb Raider 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben Wheatley, man. Ben Wheatley, like, I hope I hope that fucking In the Earth movie's good. I've heard really good things. Actually, it's out from what I've... Oh, no, it's supposed to come out next week, I think. I hope it's good. Yeah. I just got vaccinated, so hey, hopefully it's hey. still open in a movie theater in a couple of weeks when I get my second nice. dose. Yeah. I didn't yeah. feel anything, by the way. I just felt like, I, I don't look at, I'm not scared of needles, but I just turn to the side because I don't like looking at a needle go in. I feel, yeah. like that, I feel like that's worse for me. I feel like I have to look at it. Well, I mean, sometimes I do, but it's just like, you know, if I have a choice to move, I'll, I'll do that. But I, I hate needles. I hate needles in like the elbow joints. Oh, those are worse. Those, I hate those. Those are the worst, and if those are happening, I need to look at it. I, I got it on the... If not... I, yeah. Um, my on bad. your muscle, I, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, like, I got it on the side of my arm, right? Yeah, that's fine. And I just felt, like, the alcohol swab. And I'm like, all right, I'm waiting for this. And the, doc, and, and, and the person uh, administering it was like, okay, you're done. And I'm like, are you are you sure? And I'm like, I look at the fucking thing, and I'm like... I know this isn't <laughs> the same thing. It's not the same comparison, but when I got my ears pierced... Um, it was really quick. <laughs> no, yeah, no, seriously, it was really quick. It was just like swab and then just like, like that, and I didn't feel it. I, I, yeah. I like it, it. Barely felt like it. Barely felt like a pinch. Yeah, no, I I didn't even feel a pinch. That was the weird yeah. thing. I feel like I got duped. I don't even think I got the vaccine. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, kill list, great. I I, I I'm I'm gonna see the earth soon. I yeah. figured you would like this. You know, that's why I was very. Happy I'm fucked up enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good fucked up movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, up my I alley, really, up my alley, 100%. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. It's a really good movie for all of y'all watching. If y'all want to check it out, support the Criterion channel. That's yes. a really good platform for really, really good uh, independent film. Yes, please. Yeah. Well, and by Criterion, too. Yeah, uh, by what, Criterion uh, as well. What, uh, what, do you got, what do you got for us? <sighs> so, for next week. Next what, week. What, what movie do you want to recommend, Raul? Well... It's Oscar season. Tis. Technically, it's Oscar season, and it's going to end next Sunday. Like, by the time you guys get this episode, the Sunday after is actually the Oscars. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's been Oscar season. It's actually rapidly approaching its end now. Figured I might as well watch one of the Best Picture nominees. And this is a movie you've obviously seen, but I've been curious to watch it. And I uh, am going to watch it now. For next episode, not now, but you know, for next episode, yeah. I'm recommending it for us to watch it because hey, just it's easier for me, <laughs> saves me time. Sure. We're watching sure. Sound of Meadow next week. Nice, yeah, directed nice. by Darius Marley, nice. starring Riz Ahmed, <laughs> Olivia Cook. Hey, another uh, review. Three months, three months between each other. Well, yeah, but like, <laughs> well, two yeah, months. I feel maybe for this one we could get a little bit more in depth because probably. you've seen it already, yeah. and you know we could probably go into probably spoilers or anything. I don't, I don't mind know, watching. I, it again. I don't know. Yeah, I know really nothing good. of the movie. Well, I mean, I know some. But it's heartbreaking. Yeah. I've heard it's really good. Nominated really good. for Best Picture, Best Actor for Riz Ahmed, uh, amongst I think a couple Very other well nominees deserved. as well. Very well deserved. I I'm really really curious about this one. I've heard really good things, obviously, from you and and from um, other people I trust. And uh, yeah, that's what we're gonna watch. I'll figure out if I could find a way to watch The Father 
Is, can I even? I'm trying. I'm. It's it's, it's I, that I, one. It's on Prime. It's on the metal that I have left. That's all I have. It's left. on. Pr- I think it's out on Prime for rental. Hmm. Interesting. So I could do I'm that. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and do that soon. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. He's left making another my, he, for my best pictures at least. He's making another film for the Sun. It's called The Sun. Wait. Uh, uh, what? Like that 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 dude who made the uh, the father. He's making another film called The Sun. Oh, it's about a son. Okay. Yeah, okay. a son. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the the son, like the thing that's up there. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. That's the Not third yet. one. Yeah. All right then. No. That's that's about an episode. It. Yeah. It's about it. Yeah. We'll get the uh, questions later because I'm on I'm on my way to work. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta poop. So uh. Uh, I also have to poop. I need to eat. Yeah. Actually, I just realized. Uh, where where can we find you, buddy? You can find me at Summer Isle Cruise on Twitter. Victor, where we can find you? You can find me at VicMCalvo on Twitter. And you can find the show at American Nerds. That's at American Nerds, just how the show is. You know, you can email us at American Nerds Podcast at, at gmail.com. Send us some topics, send us some questions, you know, do all that do, the, do all that nice stuff. Uh, we got some big plans coming. We got some big things coming. We definitely uh, we're do. Re- yeah. We're really, we're actually really excited. We're really excited because these are like the, the, the <laughs> it's good stuff. Very yeah. good stuff. <laughs> Very good stuff. <laughs> the future is bright. Future is bright. I, at least we think so. We think. Go get vaccinated if you can. Go, Go be safe. Go be uh, safe. Uh, don't die. All that stuff. You all take it. care. Don't t- hey, don't tell them what to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, please, at least, you know. <laughs> take Peace, care. Peace, y'all. Peace. <laughs>